Warning, the following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast, Sports Whispers Weekly, brought to you by Missy AE, whom without his help, none of these podcasts would be possible to bring to you. I'm your host, Steve Kent, and we have a lot on the t- on the uh on the table tonight to talk about. We have the road to WrestleMania officially beginning tomorrow, actually, with the Royal Rumble as 30 wrestlers, well, 30 men's and 30 women's wrestlers, each will participate in their own separate Royal Rumble matches where they will determine who will go on to main event WrestleMania for their respective titles. We also have Super Bowl I forget what LV is in terms of, I believe it's 55 for Roman numerals. 55. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl 55 is officially set between the Kansas City Chiefs looking to become the first team to successfully defend their Super Bowl title since the New England Patriots. But in order to do so, they'll have to take on the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have that. We have, of course, the UFC event from this past week to talk about as well. And it looks like there's even more trouble brewing in Houston as not only does Deshaun Watson want out, but apparently so does J.J. Watt. It looks like things are about to come to a head in Houston So if you guys want to join in and call us, uh, you can call in at 657-383-1308. We will be live on the air for the next two hours before we go into the special one-hour after show, which if you're not on the air, you won't be able to hear it until it goes into the archives, which, by the way, you can subscribe to the Missy AE podcast either on Blog Talk Radio by going to blogtalkradio.com slash Missy AE, or you can find us on iTunes by searching Missy AE. You'll get access to not just this podcast, but all of our past Survivor podcasts, Big Brother, Amazing Race, interviews that have been done, and so much more. So once again, the number to call in tonight is 657-383-1308. Currently, we have Lou and Kyle joining us. I believe we will also be hearing from Evan at some point tonight. He said he was going to join in once he once he gets done with whatever he's doing. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, Kyle and Lou, welcome to tonight's show. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for having me. Now, I figured we would probably start with Super Bowl 55, with it being the Kansas City Chiefs looking to defend their Super Bowl championship against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And to me, it kind of seems like this is probably the first marquee matchup between two powerhouse quarterbacks in quite some time. You, You haven't really seen a matchup between two quarterbacks that have had at least 40 touchdowns in a single season since 
well, quite frankly, probably probably since New England versus Atlanta, I think. Uh, yeah. But it's been so a while since we've had that. The greatest choke of all time. Twenty, also known as the twenty-eight to three choke, a choke yes. game by the Atlanta Falcons. So why don't we start with you, Kyle? It, 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 does it seem like a formality that it's probably going to be Kansas City repeating as as Super Bowl champions, or does does Tampa Bay have enough firepower to stay on par with the with that Kansas City offense? Ah, uh, so I think on paper Kansas City has a better team, I guess you would say. But I think for me, it's going to come down to, to defense. And, and so quite frankly, I trust um, Tampa Bay's defense a little bit more. You, you have guys like Ndavik and Sue. You know, you have um, Vita Vea, who's a good uh, no tackle. You have Anton uh, Whitfield uh, Jr., who's a very good safety. So, I, you know, as much as I want to say, Kansas City is going to run away with it. I don't think it is. I think it's going to be like a probably mid thirties, like low forties kind of game. But I I just think Tampa Bay has a better defense and and can get the stop. And you have the goat. Like I think that's going to trump any card that you're going to throw out against Kansas City. So. Like, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, I still respect the crap out of him. As much as I hate UNC, I got to respect Roy Williams. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, for me, you know what I mean? I, I just think it's – Tampa Bay can play a lot of ways. They can pound the rock with Leonard Fournette, other guys on their roster. They have a big play water receiver in Mike Evans. They have Antonio Brown, who – you know, it's still a good number two wide receiver. They have Chris Godwin, who can run the, the daylight out of you. So, as much as I want to say Kansas City is going to blow them out, I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I think, you know, Tom Brady is going to have four-plus touchdowns. And so, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be a very good game. It, it's, it's the GOAT versus arguably the next GOAT. You know what I mean? More yeah. teacher versus student, I would take it. Yeah, yeah. You can you can kind you can kind of equate it to, and it's funny I mentioned wrestling earlier. You can kind of equate it to Hogan versus The Rock back at WrestleMania 18, where it was essentially a passing of the torch, so to speak. Right. You could right. almost you could almost consider this if Tom Brady ends up losing and his Super Bowl record goes down to six and four. Uh, through ten Super Bowls, which, by the way, there's going to be no quarterback that's going to be that's going to be able to make it to ten Super Bowls ever again. Not like Brady did, unless yeah, somehow Pat Mahomes continues to prove that he is absolutely superhuman. Uh, but there's one person that probably would have a very good, a very uh, detailed opinion on this. So let me bring in the uh, well, our producer the Missy A podcast without yes. him these podcasts won't be possible uh, let me bring in Jim Early how you guys doing good Jim how are you doing great doing, doing good great. Jim good, boss. 
I'm glad to be on here with Kyle. I think this is the first time I've been on here with Kyle. Yep. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's definitely the first time. One of the one of the things that kind of I think flew under the radar I didn't even notice the Brady to to be in the uh, Super Bowl. But Jim, you're breaking up a little bit. You're you're breaking up a little bit like the like last week. All right. All right. Now, now it's back. All right. Um. Whoops. Turn that one off. Um. Something that kind of flew under the radar that I didn't, I did not even think about. Um. Until yesterday. Uh. You know, everybody's talking about how many times this is that 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 Brady's been in the Super Bowl. Um. But. Do you realize if he if they win, he will have more Super Bowl wins to his credit than any franchise in the NFL? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, how ridiculous! He's currently that tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe. I believe. I believe. I mean, one yeah. player. I mean, one player tied with the entire league. Go figure that. It's wild. Yeah, but I, I mean, I heard what Kyle said, and I, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree. Um, our oldest son, Christopher, has picked Tampa since they signed Brady. You know, of course, yeah, he's a he's a Patriot homer. But he's told me all season long, Dad, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to get there. And I was like, oh, I don't know you. But the first year, I don't know. He's like, Dad, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And I think he might actually be right. I mean, Kyle brought out a lot of good points. I mean, Ronald Jones to go along with Fournette, um, a better defense than Kansas City. Um Something a lot of people will overlook. Kansas City's so-called fantastic kicker has missed a lot of easy ones lately. Uh, And then, of course, you got Brady, you got Gronk, you got, I mean, look at the, I mean, my God, it's receivers. Evans, uh, Godwin, Brown. I mean, the offensive line's been good for Brady. Um, Arians is a is a good coach, and that's 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 another area I looked at because it's, you know when Belichick went up against uh, the uh, the Rams, you know, and it was so embarrassing because the guy on the Rams was so hyped up about what a great young coach he was, and Belichick just made a fool out of him in the coaching department, and he fully admitted it after the game. You know, he said he got schooled. He took the blame. Oh, yeah. I know Arians is good, but he's up against Andy Reid. There's so many good, compelling storylines to this game. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Um 
Follow the money, man. Somebody placed a bet over $2 million this week on Tampa to cover the spread. So, Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, they could still lose, but they will probably get within three. But uh, if you follow the money, somebody put up two freaking million dollars on Tampa. I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to pick against them. With that and Tom Brady, too, yeah. I don't think I'm picking against right. them. And and also another another thing, too, uh, by, by the way, Evan, uh, you are officially on – on the line, so uh, feel free to talk to talk whenever, um, to, or to go along with the conversation. Um, one thing I want I wanted to bring up uh, that Kyle forgot was that they also have probably one of the better middle linebackers in the entire league with Levante right. David. How could I forget? <laughs> yeah, I, I think if you break it down, you like like. You know, most times they break it down, O-lines, D-lines, D-backs, linebackers, running backs, receive. I think it's it's really, really even. Um, but I think on defense, you, you have to kind of give the edge to Tampa. But the problem is Mahomes can pull some crap out of his hat, you know, like stuff that's – it's just crazy. Um, and then you have to go back and look at how Kansas City's defense played in the AFC championship game. I mean, Allen had a great season for Buffalo. Buffalo's offense had a great season. He freaking had nobody to throw to. They had them clamped down. With Kansas City secondary, yeah. there was yeah. no one to throw the ball. Yeah, I, I was pretty shocked. I was pretty shocked that Stephon Diggs was was limited as much as he was throughout most of the game, because usually yeah. Allen's number one target. Here's 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 the argument against that, Steve. Is well, yeah, Allen had a great season, but what is he like? Twenty five years old. Tom Brady's seen all these coverages. He's seen everything anybody can ever throw up against you from an NFL defense. So, um, even though Allen may be the younger, hotter buck, Tom Brady will probably be able to have better success against Kansas City City secondary than Allen did. Now he's not going to run it like Allen, but he'll he'll be able to check down and find other receivers better than Allen was, or Allen did. And considering how one of the key parts of of Tampa Bay's defense is their ability to rush the pass, and unfortunately for Kansas City. They they lost probably one of their top linemen last week in Eric Fisher, who yeah. ended up tearing he ended up tearing his Achilles. Officially, well, the thing about rushing Mahomes is you have to run you have to rush Mahomes in a containment style. You can't just go all at him right, right up the middle or something because he'll get outside and he'll either complete the pass or he'll rush it for twenty yards. You have to contain him. 
in between the tackles. You have to keep him inside right. there. So, and I mean, you know, we we're, we're talking about all this stuff. You know, Bruce Arians knows all of this. You know, both teams know all of these things about each other, and it's just going to come down to who can come out next Sunday and do it. You know, put it into play and do it. They know everything they need to know about each other. It's not going to be a lot of surprises, even though there will probably be a few surprising plays. Andy Reid likes to do that, and I'm sure Bruce Arias will probably do it. But uh, it'll be who can go out and and, uh, put their game plan into action and make it work. Yeah, but I, don't, I expect uh, a close game. Evan, let's get let's get your thoughts on on this Super Bowl matchup. Considering you are you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, you yep. know how, you hmm. know how Mahomes has performed all season long. Granted, he is he is dealing with turf toe, but from what we saw in the AFC title game, that didn't really deter him much from from his performance that he put out. Do you think there's a pretty good chance that Kansas City could potentially become the next team to official to successfully defend their Super Bowl title? I think I'm gonna be a little biased, especially being like there's a good chance. It's like I also know that it's like Tom Brady's no pushover, especially in these <laughs> big time games. Oh yeah, clear, clearly, obviously, obviously, with with Tom Brady being the greatest of all time, by well, consider many people consider him to be the greatest of all time. There are still some people that, for some reason, still hang on to Joe Montana because of the fact that he went to four Super Bowls and he won all four. Big deal. Well, Brady, hey, Brady's I'm, I'm a I'm time. a huge I'm a huge Montana fan. I love I love you know how the Niners played. Um, but, um, it, it, it's, it, there, it's different eras, you know, and, um, I might have Montana at number two, probably would, but I don't think, I don't think he's better than Brady. Lou, what are you, what are your thoughts on this on this matchup, Lou? Considering that obvi- obviously you know your team, the New York Jets, they they've been out of it since week one, so they didn't really have a chance to to go to the uh, to go to the playoffs, let alone the the Super Bowl. What do you think of this matchup between the greatest of all time and or the student versus the teacher, as as you said it earlier? That's what, yeah, similarly to because, of course, Mahomes idolized Brady growing up, and now he's going to play against his, well, what he considers his mentor. And, you know, sometimes the younger one can teach the old for the old one, uh, you know, some things that he's never seen. As for him being greatest of all time, that's really just a matter of opinion, really. I mean, I was asking that time on my show who thought, you know, was the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, some did say Montana. Some say it was uh, Brett Favre. Drew Brees, yes, yeah, some did say Brady, so it depends on really who you ask. 
I mean, I don't personally like Brady myself, but you know, he he is up there in the top three, much to my dismay. Yeah. But um, you know, with Mahomes, you know, I think it's hard to it's hard to competitive game. It's it's hard to remove him with his numbers and his jewelry. I know. I know. Lou, Lou, let me let me get let me get off. And we'll get right back on the Super Bowl. But I want to get off of it real quick since you're a Jets fan and you may have a little more information than than I do or that I've read what direction they're going with this number two pick. What what are you hearing or what are you thinking? Are are they gonna are they gonna trade this pick? Are they gonna keep is Darnold gonna be their guy? I saw um one mock draft where they're going to take uh, the Heisman winner from Bama, Devontae Smith. I saw another where they're going to actually draft the quarterback from BYU, which would mean we, are you going to move Darnold? I mean, what are you hearing? What are you thinking? Well, I think personally it's time for Darnold to go. So I think we'd be able to keep our number two draft pick or or get the uh, quarterback from BYU because Darnold has done nothing in three years that he's been here. And this proved to be his worst year ever. I thought last year was well, – the first year was bad enough. The second year, he did try to make some adjustments, but he kind of lost it all. So the third, first thing I do is Darnold has to go somewhere else. And if they can get this uh, – if they can get the second pick, you better keep him. Because Darnold has been embarrassing. The only problem is every time we get a quarterback, especially from the West Coast, you know it turns out for us, it turns out to be a complete bust. So, yeah, what, well, all right, well, what are you? What are you? What are your thoughts between um, the kid from BYU as opposed to Josh Fields from Ohio State? I would take Fields. Fields, I, I've watched Fields play. He's he's fantastic. BYU okay. didn't get a chance to watch much because that's really outside of the area, you know. So I can't right. really do much. But I hear he's pretty decent. And as far as Trevor Lawrence is concerned, look, if you don't want to come to the Jets, hey, that's not on me because you know what. You're saying, well, I'd rather play for a contending team. Well, that's what that's your loss, buddy. You don't want to come. Fine, it's no big. It's no big loss. Everybody was saying that when they got their first victory of the year. Oh, they lost on the top draft pick. No, because you don't want to come to this anyway. So how can you say that we lost on the top on the top draft pick? I don't buy it. Yeah. So do we really lose anything? No. What about what about the Deshaun Watson talk? Do you think there's any way the Jets could pull that off, or that that's just not going to happen? Know. Rumor mill, I don't hear. If it's not signed the dotted line, I'm not buying it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see Watson. If I, I see if Watson gets traded, it's probably Miami instead of New York. Yeah, much to my dismay. Again, you know, because Houston, Houston could get back Tua. They'd rather have Tua than Sam Darnold. Uh, the uh, the supposed price for. Deshaun Watson in, in a potential trade with Miami would involve not just Tua, but also the number three pick, apparently, according to, according to multiple articles that I've read about the, about the, uh, the specific trade offers that may be thrown around. And, and, it, and if I'm Miami, I'm doing that all day long. I'm, I'm getting Watson. Yeah. But well, that's going to be interesting to watch play out because – the Houston Brass, are, they're 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 uh, steadfast as we're not going to trade him. 
So yeah, it's, um, it's flat out ridiculous. The fact that obviously Nick Casario oh, yeah. coming from New England, coming from New England over to a complete dumpster fire that Houston has now turned into. It's it, he basically has had it rough since since the very first day he even got the job. Uh, but yeah. Kyle, what what are your thoughts on this? Because I know I know you were talking to me in in Facebook Messenger earlier today about this about this specific uh, situation that Houston finds themselves in with not just Deshaun Watson wanting out, but also apparently JJ Watt may want out as well. What what are your thoughts? I heard on on this uh, this fire sale that may start to happen out in Houston. Well, I, I'm thankful Bill O'Brien isn't the coach at Houston anymore because at that point he would just give up Deshaun Watson for like a bag of peanuts and like a fifth round pick. I'll just say that real quick. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But, hey, that, hey that's oh, funny, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. And so, so I guess the first question would be, um, if I were the Jets, I would, hell yeah, I would be all into it. I don't care if he doesn't want to play for Houston. I don't Houston, care. I, don't. I mean, for um, for, the, for the Jets, sorry. I would be into it. I would offer like, the second <laughs> one. Deshaun, Deshaun didn't say he didn't want to play for the Jets. I think he, he, he spoke positive about them. But I think yeah, he was more on board Miami. But he... I don't think he would reject the Jets. And, I mean, nope. can he – I mean, is it in his contract, Steve? Can he reject a trade to certain places? Uh, let me double-check. I, I, I don't really think he can. I think they can trade him anywhere they want to. Right. Yeah, I don't he think he has a no-trade clause, so – Yeah, I don't either. I think they – I don't think it matters what he says. I mean, they can trade him wherever they want to. They're just taking the stance that we don't care what he wants. We're not going to trade him. We've already seen this earlier in Houston with James Harden. He's going to get traded. Right. That's why I made that joke in Sports Whispers earlier today when I posted <laughs> a, a, a photo of a ballooned-up Deshaun Watson saying that he's going right. to basically oh, yeah. pull a Harden uh, coming into training. Yeah, I mean, he's going to pull a Harden uh, and show up. Uh, and listen, and you, up you, can trade him, you can trade him to Miami. You can get Tua. You can get their number three pick. You might can no. get another pick or two down the line. Or you can keep him and say we're not going to trade him, and then he, he won't even show up for camp, and he don't play this year. Uh, now, which is your best uh, option? So, the thing with the Miami trade is I wouldn't do it. I, I personally wouldn't do it. No. You have Tua. They have so many draft picks. You don't need a quarter. Like, you have Tua. Tua hasn't even played, really. Tua has played, like, four games. Let the kid freaking learn. Oh, I'm, not saying, learn? I'm not saying Tua's not good. Don't get me wrong. I think Tua's going to be good. I just think Watson's better. Right. I think yeah. we all agree that yeah. Sean Watson's better, but – with Miami having so many picks and they already looked good last year, who's to say that if you add like a guy like Devontae Smith, let's just throw that that name out there, like him and two have played together. They know each other. He knows his routes. He knows where he's going to be. So why not add 
somebody like that who's already used to Tua, used to hitting the left arm, used to his throwing motion, used to – so for me, I think Miami would be dumb to trade for Deshaun Watson just because they're draft capital right now and, and they're a young team and where they are now. They compete in the AFEs, and so why, why not? Why not hold on to so, what you have and, you know, you know? So hey, I do. Jim. I do have the. I do have his contract up. Uh, his contract yeah, is say, as follows. Has, he, has, he does have a no trade clause. Right. Yeah, he does. Uh, four years. Four it, years. One hundred and eleven mil, and it has, it has a no trade clause through the through the uh, the duration of the deal, which is until twenty twenty six. Oh, that's it's a no trade. It's a full no trade anywhere. Yeah. So basically, so he can reject it. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah, I mean, can, basically, Deshaun Watson is sitting in the catbird seat. He can call this however he wants it. He's yeah. a free agent. He's, he's essentially a free agent, essentially, because he can pick where right. he wants yeah. to go. Right, right. Well, that's and that and was a good move on him. That was a good move on him and his agent's part. That's all you can say. And also about the about about Watson and the yeah. Jets, he he has had he has given significant praise for uh, for Robert Sally, the new head coach, to the point of where he actually oh, yeah. wanted he wanted the Texans to hire him and was pissed off when Houston didn't come to him first when they ha- when you know they decided to hire not just Casario but also to hire. I forget who they ended up taking, who they ended up hiring for their new head coach. But needless to say, he wasn't he wasn't too pleased that that he didn't get any consultation when apparently they promised him before he signed the new deal that he would be he would be directly involved with with uh, hiring, coaching, and whatnot. Well. Uh, much love, Lou. Don't want to make you mad, but if I'm Watson, I'm going somewhere besides the Jets because that's where you go and get wasted away forever. Elementary. How about in- Elementary. How about <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about Indy. How about Indy? Philip Rivers, Justin Tyrus? Indy's I think Stafford's going to Indy. Yeah, Stafford's going to Indy. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Stafford went uh, went elsewhere other than Indianapolis, unless unless the Eagles decide. Unless he goes to San Francisco. No, don't don't Possibly. put Matthew Stafford in the Philadelphia conversation. Um, I, I think Stafford's going to end up in Indy or San Francisco. If he goes to San Francisco, yeah. it's because of prior connections. And if he goes to San Francisco, that means uh, Garoppolo. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah, where's Jimmy G? New England. Well, I guess he'll end up back in New England, probably. Okay. Well, but, but I mean, Belichick that. never wanted to Belichick. let him go in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Belichick was pissed off that he had to choose between Brady and and Garoppolo in the first place. And he got overruled. No, he wasn't he, he wasn't pissed off he had to pick. Yeah. He was he was he was pissed off because he picked Garoppolo and Kraft said no we're keeping Brady. Yeah. 
And you wonder why there's a problem? <laughs> well, I mean, let's face, let, let's face it, though. Brady yeah, did was... give us did give us another Super Bowl championship. So I know. And the thing is, the thing is, the tight. I mean, you know, those moves make sense a lot of times at the end of someone's career, but it it was the wrong timing. It was too early yep. to let Brady go. I mean, he delivered yeah. another Super Bowl after that. So Kraft was right. Belichick was wrong. But, who, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'd have won the Super Bowl with Garoppolo, too. We don't know. But No, Brady wanted to prove that. Brady, Brady is still proving Brady, Brady is still proving that he can handle the position. Yeah. So. Yeah, and. I, I mean, if Garoppolo becomes available, yeah, I, I, I'd be shocked if he didn't end up back in New England. Yeah. And all all, indica- all indications are too. It sounds like uh, uh, Belichick is pretty motivated by Brady making the Super Bowl without him, to the point of yeah. where many many analysts many analysts expect the Patriots to be very uncharacteristically aggressive during yeah the yeah. He, I think year. he's sick of hearing. The talk that, well, we always wondered, was it Brady or was it Belichick? It looks like it was Brady. I think Bill's tired of hearing that. I'll tell you one name, Jim, that I that I want them to go after, and I have a feeling he is going to hit the open market, Hunter Henry. Bring oh, man, Hunter, I'd love Henry Hunter Henry to New England. We finally have a tight end again that we might actually use and throw to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went through this whole past – New England went through this whole past season without having a tight end or throwing to one. And that oh, well, I mean, we can add wide receivers to that list, too. They didn't have any wide receivers either. You know, and then Tom Brady would step up and say, well, you know, half the time I was in New England, it was like that. But we still won. Yeah. You know. And, the, and that's the just thing that that's really how good Brady was. You know, Brady won with a lot of talent that wasn't really NFL talent. Yeah, and the, the thing that pisses me off more, too, is the fact that they waited until the very last game this season to decide to throw to a tight end that isn't named Izzo. And they threw, <laughs> I think I think it was uh, Devin Asiasi who got two catches in – and, what, and, and, and wasn't it last year? See, wasn't it last year's draft? Didn't they draft not one yeah. but two tight ends? Yeah, they drafted. Uh, they drafted Asiasi. <laughs> they drafted Asiasi. We're like, oh my God! Okay, team. it's the second coming of Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. They went after two tight ends, and then all of a sudden, like eight games in the season, you're like, what was those guys' names? Yeah, and Belichick only used them basically yeah. for blocking. It's it's like, <laughs> what the hell? Why why did you even waste those picks if you're gonna just if you're just gonna use them defensively on the offensive line? I mean, it just it didn't make sense whatsoever. I mean, hell, we could have had. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of. Yeah, we took I think we took Asiasi in the second round when we could have had Jalen Hurts. 
from yeah, Seattle. they could have had Hurts. They could have had Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I remember specifically. But but then of course they would have still let Cam play. <laughs> oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's Cam a guy to watch Cam next play. season because after after how he performed with New England this season. Does anybody think any team is going to sign him or he's going to have to just try to go in somewhere as a free agent and, and say, I'll walk on and try to make the team? The only way he'll sign, the only way he'll sign is to be a backup. I don't think there's going to be any team that's going to, that's going to sign him regardless of what Chris Collinsworth said in the final game of the season. There. Collinsworth has to be on crack because there's absolutely no way that Newton is getting multi-million dollars with his next contract. There's just no uh, way. He looked, all, he looked horrible all season. I mean, his throwing motion, I mean, and he did, I mean, he did run some, but he didn't run like he used to. Um, his, God, his throwing motion is just horrible. It's, yeah. Horrible. I don't know what happened to him. I guess it was injuries because he used to throw a pretty pass. He used to, man, he 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 looked really good in the pocket. He could really throw the ball. And now it's like, if you're five yards from him, it's like he's playing. You know how you, when you were a little kid, you'd play burnout with somebody on baseball, so you could burn out the other person, whether you could throw it the hardest. You can be five yards from Newton, and he's like he's playing burnout with you. He tries to knock you down yes. with it. It's, I mean, it's, it was yeah, horrible. He ended up tearing his rotator cuff in 2016. Yeah. And basically after that, he was never the same quarterback that, that was yeah. the former MVP. Uh, yeah. You never are. He used to – oh, man, he used to throw a pretty pass, man. I mean, he had touch, and, boy, he had – he could throw a deep ball. It, it, he's, it's, not, it's not him anymore. It's just – you know, it was – it, it was, was ugly to watch. He started, off, he started off the season pretty good, but then once he ended up catching COVID – it, it, it just seemed like it was a he was a completely different quarterback as soon as he came back yeah. from from having to deal with covid and whatnot you know it's it's like he he seemed to be hesitant all of a sudden which made well, what the Patri- sense what the patriot fans what the patriot fans saw this season was the difference in how a regular quarterback performs with a bunch of no-name offensive players as opposed to what they're used to seeing Tom Brady perform with a bunch of no-name offensive players. Yeah, it it makes me it makes me miss Tom Brady even more and I'm still <laughs> <laughs> I I I understand maybe perhaps he was he maybe perhaps he was asking for too much money compared to what New England was preparing to offer him. But, I mean, come on. You take a look at his numbers this year, 40 touchdowns, 12 picks, and that's probably some of the best numbers he's put up offensively within the past couple of years. 
at the age of 40. And he did it on a brand new team, brand new coaches, brand new offense, um, COVID in play without much preseason, and and he did all of that. And as far as the money thing in New England, how many years did he let him rework his contract and pay him later on with them yeah. telling him, we're going to use this money and go out and get you some more help on offense, and they never did it. All they did was pocket the damn money. That's all they ever did. Oh, dear. So, oh, yeah. his, so his entire, at the end of the thing, career. when Tom finally says, look, I've given, I've given, I've given, and I'm given. I've only got two or three years left to play. I think it's time y'all should give. And they say no. I mean, I'd be like, Tom, I'd be like, see ya. You know, I've done all I can do here. Yeah, and another thing that pissed him off, too, I know, is that New England wouldn't allow his personal trainer. I forget I forget the guy's name, but he helped co-found the TB12 uh, clinic that, or facility that he, that he officially put up. Apparently, New, New England. It's been it's been well known that New England would not allow Brady to have his his personal trainer with him at Gillette, to the point of where they actually banned him from Gillette for. Yeah. I believe it, I believe it was. Yeah, the they did. They wouldn't. They wouldn't let him in the state. They wouldn't let him in the uh, facilities. I remember that. And, right. and Brady. Brady didn't like that either. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, you you look at you look at at Brady you know, anyway, with with Tampa Bay, and there the guy is right right there on the sidelines. You see, uh, he was shown celebrating. I think I think he traveled with the team actually to uh, to Green Bay last week because you could see him celebrating with Brady on the sideline. Yeah, it, it, and it's I mean all of that. All of that's had even more of a wrinkle effect, Steve, because every off season, um, when coaches' jobs come open, everybody, everybody wants Josh McDaniels. We want to talk to Josh. We want to talk. And this season, it was like, okay, we saw what you were without Brady. Uh, all right, we'll interview you, but uh, nah. Uh-uh. He got an interview with only one team, and that was Philly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it the Brady effect is big in New England. It's big. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and, like bigger. And, it's like, and, a, and a week from tomorrow, all the New England Patriots fans will feel like they're kind of halfway in the Super Bowl again. They'll be watching next Sunday. And be pulling for Brady and Gronk. Oh, I'll be having my I'll I'll be putting my Brady jersey on for for next Sunday. <laughs> I definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Do you think that um well game day like the last year, do you think because uh Gronk wasn't there, um Brady uh, you know, I just couldn't adapt to it. I mean, you think that's why the Patriots uh, lost. I mean, do you think they need no. Boston to um to win the Super Bowl or, or no? Well, I mean, you can't uh, you can't say, you can't say not having Gronk. Gronk didn't hurt because I mean, 
it's it's been brought up before. Um, I mean, Gronk's a great receiver, and he's really yeah. great in the red zone. But one of the big things about Gronk is he's a hell of a blocker on the running game. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, not having and and when he and when he doesn't go out on the pattern and they hold him in to to block for protection. So yeah, of course that hurt the Patriots a lot. I don't know that that's you know, it was a huge part. Um but I mean, if you got your choice in New England, heck yeah, you want Gronk there. You know, that hurt. Of course it hurt. I mean- I mean, in my opinion, I don't oh, think it agrees stopped. With I don't think it prevented New England from going to the Super Bowl because, let's face it, not having Gronk, there was, New England had more problems than than just not having Gronk last year. You know, they also they were they were missing Amendola. You know, they they didn't have okay. a lot of the offense that Brady has had in previous years. I mean, their offense in 2019 was reminiscent. It was reminiscent of the year that we had Aaron Dobson and Kembra Tompkins as our, as our top two wide receivers. Yeah. And you can throw Gaffney in there when he was supposedly one of the receivers. It's, I mean, it, you know, I, I know from uh, I know from fans from the outside looking in that are not Patriots fans. They just watch and think, "Well, it's the Patriots; they're going to win." Um, but there was a whole lot of crap going on there, and it was. And Tom Brady was the one that always held it together. If you had him. You had a chance. So then when it comes down to, okay, the one guy that always gives us a chance, he always keeps us in it. He finally wants to get paid now because he's getting up in age. Nah, we'll see you, Tom. Thanks for what you did. It's it's just really hard to see Brady go and still put up the numbers that he did this year. Uh, and, and, and I mean, if you watch their games, you're watching these games. Some of these yeah. throws he's making, especially the deep balls, it's like, mm-hmm. damn! It's, it's like, like he's he back the rejuvenated. Clock. You know, it's like yeah. he's yeah. back in his thirties. <laughs> Exactly, it's, it, it was it was very reminiscent of some of the throws that he would actually that he would actually toss to Randy Moss. Yeah, I saw Moss an interview with Peyton Manning. Manning. I saw an interview with Peyton Manning this week. Um, I don't remember where it was, but they were talking to him about a lot of different things, and they brought this up. They brought up the Super Bowl, tried to get him to make a pick, and of course he wouldn't do it. But they talked to him about Brady, and he said the thing about Tom is the two two things about Tom. Number one, he has always kept himself in such good shape in season 
and then out of season. And he said the number two yes. thing is what I mentioned earlier. There is nothing, no defense that he has not seen. I I got a question for you for you guys. Um, do you, do you think Tom Brady? And I'm not taking anything away from what he did this year. Do you think he would be putting this kind of numbers up if he went to Cincinnati or the Colts? Like, no, you know, you, you guys, no, he, no, he, no, not, no, he, he, he not with Cincinnati. Maybe, maybe with the Colts, maybe with the Colts. No, because they had they had good weapons the and they had a good coach. No, but no, not with Cincinnati. So, so my, no. I mean, my point, like I'm trying to say there is, yes, he he did outstanding this year for his age, for everything, new system, COVID. But you're playing with Mike Evans, who arguably is a top three wide receiver. Chris Godwin, who's very good. You had O.J. Howard on your squad, who's a really good tight end until he got hurt. Like, you're not playing with, you know, scrubs, or you're not playing in Philadelphia where you're thrown to J.J. Osego Whiteside, Jalen Rager, Alshon Jeffrey. Yes, in Philadelphia, we have two of the best tight ends in the league, arguably the best duo in the league. But that's it. And we have a good running back, but you're not throwing to guys who are horrible, you know. So yes, I give Tom Brady all the credit, but he has a great team but, around him. As much as exactly, but team. the other side of that coin is, how many times did he win in New England when he didn't have crap with him? I I mean, let let, let me ask you a question. Would you take Philadelphia as a wide receiving core last year or New England's what? Water saving court of last year. Uh, that's a toss up. Ooh, that that that's, that's, a toss that's up, right? actually that is a pretty big toss up. That is, that's, a toss up. up. that's a toss up. <laughs> so, that's so a toss up. So um, you have to take out you have to take out Zachers in Dallas Goddard because, like I just said, they're the two best. Here, here, here's the here's another here's another argument to that. How good did how good did Brady make certain players that wouldn't have been that good elsewhere? How good was Wes Welker? Because when he went elsewhere, he wasn't crap. What about well, Brandon uh, Lapel? Brandon Lapel. Yeah, Lapel. I mean, he didn't do nothing anywhere else. I mean, you know, you can look at both sides of that, and I mean. We don't know. Um, maybe uh, Edelman wouldn't have had the the career he had elsewhere had he not been with Brady. Look, look yeah. at Gronk. Look at Gronk. He was so adamant about it. He said, hell, screw it. I quit. Oh, Tom's back. I'm going to Tampa. And now all of a sudden, Gronk's good again. Yeah. So, I mean, I think yeah, I mean, I know, I know how the the Brady detractors feel, but at some point you have to look at it and yeah. think, man, this cat's this cat's been pretty good. I mean, he's never had a running game. You ever thought about that? No. He ain't never had a running game until this season with Tampa. New England never had a running game. 
that's another yeah. thing, another thing too. When we mentioned Indianapolis uh, as a place where he could do pretty much where he could put up sort of the same numbers, one of the things that almost screwed him in the matchup against Green Bay is the fact that his run, the one thing that Brady hates the most is running backs who can't make, who can't make a catch on. Oh my God! Oh my God! That guy! Oh my God! I kept looking at him. Fournette, can you catch a damn pass? (laughs) In Indianapolis, obviously not. He would have had, he would have had Jonathan Taylor, and he would have had uh, Naheem Hines in Indianapolis this year if he had gone to Indianapolis. Two players that are pretty much like James White. Fournette dropped two right to him. Just right to him. But then, you got to give Brady credit on that. Later on in the game, he went back to him. He went back to him for a big play. So, but yeah, I mean, that's basically, I mean, when he was in New England, that's all they used running backs for, to block in pass protection or catch passes. They didn't run. They had no running game. They didn't have thousand yard rushers. No, they haven't had a running game since. They haven't had a running game since Corey Dillon. And and how many times, Steve? How many times did Brady play behind an offensive line that was decimated by injuries? Oh my God! Oh my God! Yeah. I'm trying to, you know. I'm I'm trying to th- I'm trying to remember the name of the left tackle that we had not this past season but the season before who was basically a human turnstile where oh god you're kind of one you're kind of wondering if he even if he even attempted a block or if there he was, just basically I, mean, I, I, I honestly saw games when they played that a defensive lineman was back in the pocket before Brady got back there. Yeah, it, it, it was it was just flat out ridiculous. I, I want to see if I can find the guy's name here because. Oh God, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. We used to make jokes about him. It was yeah, yeah. so pathetic. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, we, we would talk about here's a professional football player that ain't touched a guy all game. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, that's what? kind of what he went. That's kind of what he went through in New England. So, um, I'm sure he feels like he went from the uh, outhouse to the penthouse this season that's to have some is. talent around him. Yeah. That's that's who it is, Marshall Newhouse. Yes. Oh God! Marshall he's not Newhouse. still. Please tell me he's not still on like the taxi squad or something. Tennessee Titans. <laughs> uh, no, he's with the Tennessee Titans. But this yeah. guy was—I don't know. Well, that's because of Rabel. Super Bowl champion. That's because of Mike Rabel. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know how the hell he was a Super Bowl champion, but apparently he was yeah. with uh, with I think it was Green Bay. With uh, with the uh, the Green Bay Packers in Super Bowl, it was in Super Bowl forty five. That's what it was. 
yeah. Packers against and, the Steelers. And the argument about Brady having again. weapons this season, uh, Aaron Rodgers had weapons. Drew Brees had weapons. And from what we and they played at home. That every game Tampa won in the playoffs was on the road. Yeah. Now they can play at home. They're going to be they're going to be the first team, and I believe this is correct because I don't think San Francisco counts because I don't think they played it in Candlestick Park. Yeah, this is the first. This is the first. First. Yeah, it'll be it'll be the first the first team in Super Bowl history to officially play the Super Bowl at home. So that's something else. That's something else. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, we have that's something else on Tom Brady's resume. Yeah, yeah. Hang, no, no, no. hang on. The quarterback's saying that. Lions are Jim. trading the Rams. This is a blockbuster here. Detroit is dealing Matthew Stafford to the L.A. Rams in exchange for two future first-round picks a third-round pick, and quarterback Jared Goff, according to Adam Schefter. I told you. I, t- oh, I told you about 30 minutes ago it was going to be them. Damn, that is a haul that Detroit gets in this deal. Yeah, but they won't know what to do with it. <laughs> True. You know, there's certain teams when they get a lot of picks, they know what to do, and there's other teams they just don't know what to do with them. They're like, "Oh, we got all of this stuff. Now what do we do? Oh, let's eat them up and and, and swallow them somehow." Shame on you. Thank you. Thank you, by the way, Kyle, for pointing that out because I had seen I I, I had seen while we were talking a. Uh, an alert pop up on my phone and I missed what it was. So I had to go to Twitter immediately because all I knew is that it was from ESPN. And then that's literally yeah. the first yeah. thing I see is, is Matt Stafford being sent to the Rams. Steve I, I say, Steve, I had told you in whispers today about uh, Stafford wanted this done before the Super Bowl. He wanted this he trade did, done yeah. before the Super Bowl. And I, I mentioned the Rams and I said, uh, if golf don't go in the trade, that means there's going to be two JGs available, Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo, and I bet one of them winds up in New England. So they did put golf yeah. in the deal. Uh, God, I'd hate to be golf tonight thinking I'm going to Detroit. <laughs> so now you got to wonder, though, you got to wonder if the price – for Stafford is right a quarterback, two first round picks, and a third round pick. The hell is Watson gonna get? Well, yeah. if, I, if I'm t- if I'm the re- I mean it's a quarterback league, guys. We know that. We know that. Um, if I'm the Rams, I'm making that deal. They figured out this season Goff was not gonna be the guy. He wasn't gonna be the guy. They saw him in the Super Bowl. They saw him this season. He's not going to be the guy that's going to win Super Bowls. So let's go get Stafford. We'll get two, three, maybe four seasons out of him. He can throw the hell out of it. Um, With our receivers, 
um, let's see what we can do. And we'll draft and another Stafford. quarterback in a year or two. And, and go Stafford, from there. Stafford gets enough. I, I like Stafford. I like this move for the Rams. So do I, because Stafford Stafford gets an immediate upgrade here. And keep keep in mind for for people who have played fantasy football, Matt Stafford used to be one of the top quarterbacks to grab when it came to numbers. Now that he has oh, he, Robert he's Woods, he's Cooper Cup, and and the thing about it, what you need to consider, he's been kind of like Brady. He's been on a stud on a team that he didn't have a whole lot to work with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, f- I find this kind of funny. I find this kind of funny. I, I follow an NBA writer who who has now commented on this. He goes, "I know Stafford is good, but two firsts, a third, and a quarterback for him." Texans might ask for an entire franchise for Watson then. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Right, you know right now the GMs in Miami and New York are like, thanks a lot, Rams. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> the Jets are saying, we don't even have that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they would have to. They would have to give up. Uh, they would have to give up that defensive tackle from. Al- I think it was Alabama that they picked up a couple of years ago, Quinnen Williams. Oh, he's good. He's a stud. They would probably have to include him now in a deal because of the fact that this has been. Has, yeah, but the, the, but the, the quarterback they have to give up is Sam Darnold, and like yeah. it or not. Like it or not, Sam Darnold has never, ever gotten past and survived or erased the night when he played against the Patriots and he looked like he was scared to death. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he I ended up seeing ghosts that night. Yeah, I'll, 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 he, he has never gotten past that. And I thought when he came out of college, I thought he was going to be good. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it was – I mean, we do have to consider he was Adam Gase, so that could have had something to do with it. Let me ask Kyle, you, you a question. Said, you, you, said you, you said you would one-up Jim, Kyle? Yeah, let me ask you a question. Name a USC right. quarterback besides Carson Palmer that's actually been good. Well, Liner oh. wasn't that great. Um, right. Now, if Plunkett went to Stanford, uh, USC, oh. Sanchez? If that even. Hey, Pat Hayden wasn't any good. Sanchez wasn't that good. Um, You know, USC ain't known for court. They're known for running backs. Right. They're they're overrated. Every single year we talk about a USC quarterback, Matt Liner. Yeah. You know. You yeah, know, every single year, and they're bust. USC quarterbacks are bust, besides yeah. Carson Palmer. And he was kind of fifty-fifty for a long time, you know, because he threw so right. many picks. But he could he could pile up the yardage and touchdowns too. So, um, right. Yeah, that's, I mean that's a good point. But uh, you know, running backs, yeah, that's USC quarterbacks. Maybe not so much. All right. So the official, the the official 
uh, picks that will be sent over will be a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 mm-hmm. first-round pick, and a third-round pick for this year. So, basically, the Rams better hope that they can somehow stockpile some first-round picks in some way for the next two well, years. No, because... I mean, I mean, what they're gambling on, what they're gambling on is they're going to have really, really good success with him out there, even though they lose a first-round pick next year or the, the year after, it's going to be like a 25 to 30 pick. So, big and deal. And actually, That's what Jim, they're they banking don't, on. They don't, they don't have a first-round pick this year, actually, because it says, according to Albert Breer of NFL Network, unless they trade into the first round, this means – this will mean that the Rams will have gone seven straight years without a first-round wow. pick from 2017 to 2023 wow. as parts of deals for Jared Goff, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Ramsey, and Matthew Stafford, plus a trade down in 2019. Well, I've got breaking news for you. They just got their number one draft pick tonight, and his name is Matthew Stafford. Clearly, clearly, Stafford. I know. I know one thing about Stafford is he can make throws that Goff. You would expect Goff to make, but for some reason, look, Stafford. Stafford's a way better passer than Goff is. You know. You know, though, Jim. I think. I think Belichick may be the the breaker of quarterbacks because he broke Matt Ryan. In Super Bowl Fifty One, <laughs> and he yeah, and you know that's somebody else. I don't think I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be a Falcon next year. I think they're going to move on. I There's going to be so many quarterbacks change teams this <laughs> off season. Yeah, it's we're gonna we know we normally mention the coaching carousel. I think. This year, it'll probably be the quarterback carousel. Yeah, I think I think Adam Shepler on the move. I think Adam Shepler said there could be up to eighteen quarterbacks change teams. Yeah, at least. Well, let's... I think you know that's fun. I mean, I think it's fun to watch. <laughs> You know what? I'm not. I'm not even all too sure either that yeah. the that the Carolina Panthers are sold on Teddy Bridgewater even after that huge contract that they signed him to. He performed, or he underperformed this year to quite an extent. So I'd be shocked if they potentially try to move on from Bridgewater. And who knows? I mean, is is Breeze going to retire? And if so, if so, who gets that job? Does Jameis Winston get it? Or or the guy that likes to play tight end and pretend to be a quarterback? Yeah. What about Aaron Rodgers? There was a little talk right there. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. No, I think he's just staying another year. And you know there's got to be a change in Indy. 
because Rivers is retiring. So what are they going to do? And Big Ben, Big Ben in Pittsburgh, said, "I ain't worried about the money. I don't give a, I don't give a crap what you pay me next year. Pay what you want to, but I'm gonna play another year." Jim, I think I think we uh, we may we may have the biggest sports whispers weekly uh, call of uh, ever since I believe. Uh, the Whispers game, because I believe we also have Teresa joining us now. <laughs> I believe it's her area code. The biggest is I've been here. Teresa, are you on a sports podcast? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, boy. So what did you come on to talk about? The Chiefs, Brady... Or what? Well, we could talk about any of that or talk about the uh, ass clown that beat his uh, girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so ugly. Oh. 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 What? what, 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 what He's from the Seahawks, right? People. Guy from the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I posted the to... pictures. I posted the pictures in Sports Whispers. Beautiful girl, beautiful girl. And and when he got through with her, you couldn't even recognize her. Oh, I know. See, yeah, Chad uh, Wheeler. That's uh, that's the guy. That's the uh, the guy who is no longer with. Yeah, and, and his his of, excuse of, his of excuse was, "Oh, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm bipolar." And I didn't take my medicine. I'm I'm really sorry. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, uh, the first thing he said was he got mad because his girlfriend didn't bow to him. It's like, what kind of bipolar medicine uh. give it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't... I, Teresa, that really threw me. Because in my house... We know who bows to who. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I understand if you're bipolar. I get that. And I've never understood why people that are like that, even though I know what happens, people that are bipolar or whatever, they don't want to take their medicine. I mean, it's not that hard. Get a cup of water, swallow your pill, go to work. It ain't that big a deal. But for some reason, it's like a mental thing to them that they don't want to be bipolar. I don't want to take this medicine. Well, you are bipolar, so swallow the pill. But, I mean, that's not an excuse. I mean, you did what you did. You cannot use... Well, I didn't take my medicine as an excuse for doing a female like that. Right. Nope. I mean, it's not like when he goes to court, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was off my medicine. Yeah. Well, actions have consequences, people. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. 
And that's what the judge going to say. That's what the judge going to say. Well, I guess you should have yeah. took your damn medicine. <laughs> you should have took your medicine. Stop being such a dumbass. Yeah, you should have took your medicine because now you're going to take mine. Well, I will say one thing. I knew the Chiefs won uh, Sunday when I heard fireworks going off in my neighborhood. (laughs) Really? I didn't watch watch the game, but as soon as I heard the fireworks, I'm like, oh, I bet the Chiefs won. (laughs) And the school I In January, I've heard all. And so you think they're going to win the Super Bowl, Teresa? It'd be interesting to see. Of course, I won't get. I it'll be fifty-fifty if I get to watch it because uh, I'm traveling back from Illinois that day. Oh, what are you going up there for? Uh, my mom's been real sick, and uh, it's her uh. birthday. So, uh, and it could be her last birthday. Wow. So I'm like, oh. I'm going to. Oh. Oh no! I just lost. Well, Teresa, I just lost an aunt uh, about two weeks ago, so I know how you feel. Mm. Who's this? That's uh, Don Don Joe, who uh, who's a regular. He's a regular contributor to the uh, Sports Whispers Weekly Pods. You know, uh, you know Teresa, you'll see Kyle in uh, Sports Whispers too. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, Kyle said he had to uh, he had to bounce for now, but he's going to try to call in before eleven o'clock. All right. Um, Lou's on here too, Teresa. I don't know if you've ever met Lou. Evan's on here. I think once. Yeah, I know Evan, and uh, of course, uh, our the school I work at is. You know how they always have Pep Week before homecoming. Yeah, it, like well, we had we had Pep Week when I was in high school. We had Pep Week every week. Yeah, every game day we had a pep rally. And uh, and pretty much they're going to have like Mondays Patrick Mahomes Day. You dress up in your uh 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 I like that. headband and all that. And then Wednesday, as you dress up in your sports, in your favorite sports gear, and so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah we we only there it is Lions training. We, we only had when I was playing, we only had two things. Like our games were on uh, Friday nights, so Thursday at school, all the all the players had to wear ties, um, and then Friday. Because it was pep rally day, um, seventh period, last period. Nobody had to go to class. They had to go to the gym for a pep rally with cheerleaders, coach, the players, all that stuff. Um, on Fridays, we wore our, our jerseys. So Thursdays was suit, not suit, but tie day. And Friday, we had to wear our game jerseys. Well, I'll tell you what, I went to the, I remember going to the football, the homecoming game my senior year, and uh, I left at halftime because it was 48 to nothing at halftime. (laughs) I hope it was us beating you. (laughs) 
already. Yeah, we were losing. <laughs> our our high school team sucked. Uh, here's uh, here's our Super Bowl Spirit Week. I had to look on our Facebook page. It's Mahomes Monday. Headbands, curly hair, mohawk, and number fifteen. Tropical Tuesday. Headed to Tam- Tam- Tampa. Wear your tropical clothes. Winning Wednesday. Represent Kansas City and wear any of your favorite KC team gear. Touchdown Thursday, which means referee day. Wear your black and white. And Red Friday, let's paint the school red. Biggest biggest Chief fan I know personally, you know, that I'm friends with, that's always been a Chiefs fan even before my home showed up. Even through the bad seasons, is Danny Boatwright from Survivor? Oh, she's not. Uh, she's not too far from me. She only, uh, from what I could tell, she only lives about a half hour from me. She's a she's a huge, huge Chiefs fan. In fact, I know, it's like I'll have to double check this. I want to say she was a cheerleader for a year, maybe. I don't know. Oh, wow. Um, but she, li- uh, like you said, she lives she lives nearby. Um, and and she was a Chiefs fan even before they started winning, when Andy Reid showed up and uh, when Mahomes showed up. She was she was a huge Chiefs fan when. They would go like five and eleven. Jim, yeah, from, from, from what? It's, I'm sorry, Teresa. Go ahead. I've learned a lot about the Chiefs from my students because a lot of them they'll wear Chiefs shirts all the time. A couple of them have Chiefs masks and and all that good stuff. Yeah. I like I like what the Chiefs have done. I like Andy Reid. I like Mahomes. I like uh, Kelsey. Um, I like uh, what's his name on defense from LSU, Ty, uh, Tyrone Mathea. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the Chiefs, but oh, I got to I got to pull for, I got to pull for Brady. I just got to pull for Brady. Yeah. Well, I will you know? say this. It wasn't this past game, this past Sunday, but it was, I think, the one before that. I told my students, if the Chiefs win, I will buy myself a Chiefs shirt. <laughs> I lived in, I've lived in Kansas City 11 years, and I finally bought a Chiefs shirt. Yeah. Well, see, our and, oldest, our, our oldest, Teresa, our oldest, Christopher, he thought he was real smart about all this stuff. Every year, whoever it was, you know, NFL, NBA, MLB, whoever won, he wanted a new, a new jersey. You know, a, a new, you know, like if it was in baseball, he wanted a new Cardinals jersey or Red Sox jersey, whatever it was. NBA, it was whatever team LeBron's on. He wanted that. Yeah, yeah. And NFL, it was the Patriots. Um, but if it were another good team with another good player, he'd want a jersey of that. He 
he just found a way where he was getting free jerseys every year. Oh, wow. Yeah, for for my husband's birthday last year, I bought him a uh, Baby Yoda Cardinal T-shirt. Oh, yeah, Baby Yoda. (laughs) See, I ain't into all that Baby Yoda stuff. I don't know what the big hoopla is about Baby Yoda. My niece is into that I'm just not into that. I mean, my dogs even have Cardinal shirts. From what it sounds like, Jim, it it sounds like uh, San Francisco was on the verge of a potential deal involving Matt Stafford, but the Rams. That's the other team I told you. (laughs) The Rams. The Rams outbid them. The Rams outbid them by including Jared Goff in the deal when. The Forty yeah. ers would have poten- would have potentially sent Jimmy Garoppolo to uh, yep. Detroit. Well, yep. So Detroit, they like- wanted golf instead of Garoppolo, and the main and I'll tell you the difference there. It's not in the talent; they're pretty equal. It's in the age. Yeah. yeah. So you know well, Garoppolo. You know Garoppolo's going to probably be gone, too. Steve, I think that's the quarterback next year with New England. I think it's going to be Garoppolo. New England, yeah. Also, for uh, for any basketball fans, there's a pretty good game going on on, M- on ABC right now. The Celtics and Lakers tied mm-hmm. at 81 apiece. Yeah, uh, I've, been about... wa- I've been watching the Grizzlies. <laughs> The Grizzlies are up by Central San Antonio with six to play. About eight minutes left to go in the fourth. Uh, The Celtics, they may have lost Marcus Smart for quite a while as he went down with a non-contact injury and could not put any weight whatsoever on his left leg. Man, I wish this game was done with... I, I wish I wish Boston and LA was done with a full crowd. Don't know why. Well, yeah, that's Man, what. I miss- uh, imagine, imagine the packed house that they would have that they would have tonight at. Oh my TV, God! Yeah, playing at the TV the Garden would be going nuts. Garden in Boston. Oh God! Oh, it would be amazing. And, and see, yeah, I like you know, the Celtics. I, I like the Celtics, but it's just <laughs> I, I just can't make myself like Danny Ainge. But I like the Celtics. You know, I love their coach. Oh, now Davis is down. Yeah, he is. He got hit where you know where it hurts. Yeah. I think it was Robert. I think it was. I think we all know how that feels. <laughs> I like. Yes, we do. Uh, well, I do. I know how that feels. <laughs> I like uh, ball, but unfortunately, I have never lived in a town that uh, has had a basketball team. When I lived in Illinois, the closest I had was Chicago, which was uh, uh, five hours away. <laughs> I I thought about that, you must though. have lived on the other side of Illinois then. Yeah, I lived <laughs> south, 
uh, that's why I'm a Cardinal fan because I lived about 30 minutes in St. Louis. Oh, you're a Cardinal fan. Yeah, hey, it's funny you mentioned the Cardinals. You would get along really good with. You'd get along really good with two of my brothers. And it's that, funny you mentioned the Cardinals. It's fu- it's funny you mentioned the Cardinals too because they just agreed to a massive blockbuster trade involving Colorado third baseman Nolan Arenado. Yeah, now they've got Arenado. From the Rockies at third, they've got Goldsmith from the D-backs at first. They're going to re-sign. They're going to re-sign Yachty. Don't think they're not. They're going to re-sign Yachty. They re-signed Adam Wainwright. Um, they're probably going to lose Colton Wong. They're not going to. Re- they're going to bring him back. Um, got some good young outfielders. Pretty good young pitchers. And for all the Cardinal fans that were hitting the panic button, like, we're not doing nothing, we're not doing nothing, we're not doing nothing. Now they're like, oh, my God, we're going to World Series. We're going to World Series. We're going to the World Series. Well, any time uh, – I've been able to go to a few uh, games here, in, uh, Cardinal games here in Kansas City, like when they've played here. But, but I'll tell you what, dude, uh, on – I remember 2016, I was like, well, between Trump becoming president and the Cubs winning the World Series, we are headed to the end of the world. <laughs> and it says here as part, as part of the deal, it says that the Rockies will send around $50 million to the Cardinals to yeah, help that's, with that's the amazing. That's the amazing that's the amazing thing about what I read about this deal. This guy is a bona fide all-star third baseman, the best defensive third baseman in baseball, and can hit. He can hit. He's young, and the Rockies... In order to get rid of him, had to send money with him. Now it doesn't say. I don't know who the GM is out in Colorado, but he needs to be fired. It it, yeah. it, it doesn't say it doesn't say what out there, what they're going to be getting in return for Arenado. I don't think uh, that has been officially confirmed yet because. Oh. There was still a whole bunch of a whole bunch of stuff that they that they were sifting through in regards to uh, the language of the deal and whatnot. But they said that it's expected to be finalized by the end of the weekend. That's a good move for St. Louis. Good move. Yeah. Yep. Good move. But of course, I do remember uh, when uh, Pujols went. To yeah. whatever team it was in El, uh, yeah. in California, uh, he's still there. He's still there. And uh, anytime my husband would see uh, him on anything, he would be like traitor. Yeah, but but the thing about that with the Cardinals, it was a smart move on their part because he was on the downhill and. Was fixing to make freaking 
bank loads of money. And the Cardinals are right about that because once he got out to the Angels, he didn't put the numbers up like he did in St. Louis. Yep. Yeah, he hasn't he, course, he hasn't hit anywhere close to his to his Cardinal numbers ever since he right. landed in L.A. So the, the Cardinals are the Cardinals were right about that. I think they're right about this. I think. I mean, I think Arenado is a guy that. If you can, you'd lock him up for a long time. He's I, he's probably the best third baseman in baseball. And you got him across the corner from Goldsmith at first. Man, God, that's a lot of home runs and RBIs between them two guys. Oh, I'd love to have that in the Red Sox lineup. <laughs> Actually, let me see. Okay, when did Pujols leave? Pujols left in 2011. Right. His best year since then, well, actually, his best year since then was 2015 when he hit 40 homers and 95 RBIs. Since then, well, I mean, since then his highest was 30. He then hit 31, and his power... His power has been going down basically with each year. Right. Right. He's on a big downslide. He is probably, though, a bona fide Hall of Famer once it's all said. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But, But for the money that the Angels paid him, the Cardinals made the right move. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. And and speak you know, speaking of the Hall of Fame, Jim, uh there were no new players for the first time since twenty thirteen. No new players have been yeah. inducted this year because nobody reached the seventy five percent voting threshold with Kurt Schilling just missing at seventy one point one percent. Uh with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens not even moving from their percentage that they got last year. So it looks like next year, well, obviously Schilling has basically said, you know, take me off of the ballot for next year. He's demanding that they take him off of the ballot. Uh, of course. I wish they just take him off the ballot. Screw him. Screw him. If, that, has, if has that's received. the respect he has for going in, screw him. Yeah. Now the one thing I did re- the one thing I did notice is that there were four specific players that received an increase of either ten to fifteen percent compared to last year, and that was Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Todd Helton, and Gary Sheffield, which mm. actually brings their which actually brings their prospects of potentially going into the hall higher than than where than where they were where they were at last year you know last year they didn't get the amount of momentum that would lead analysts that they had on MLB network to think that they that they were on track for for uh, a hall of fame enshrinement but from what it from what it seems those like are... it seems like those four players uh, maybe on their way now with this huge increase. I don't, I don't know. To me, to me, those four. I mean, it's kind of tough. Um, I think they were good players, all-star players. I think 
if you you know if it's like in school and you're ranking like A B C D or F, in all honesty, I would probably rank all of those as like B B pluses. So I don't know if a B plus gets in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know. You know, they were good, but I don't know if they're Hall of Fame. You know, Roland was man, he was badass defense. Wagner was lights out for a few seasons. Um, I don't know if you're. I don't know if they're Hall of Fame though. You know, I think Papelbon was better than Wagner. And I don't even know if Papelbon should be Hall of Fame. Yeah, Papel, Papelbon's going to be – he's going to be one of the one of the uh, the newcomers to the ballot beginning next year. Actually, I'm trying to find that that picture here. Here we go. The, the, the newcomers for the 2022 Hall of Fame ballot will be Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz, Mark Teixeira, Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, Joe Nathan, Jonathan Papelbon, Prince Fielder, who I basically call a slimmer version of Panda, and Tim mm-hmm. Lincecum. Yeah, and honestly, maybe my—I don't know. Maybe I'm—you know—maybe I'm old school, um, and I'm looking for a lot more. Because of what's been in the Hall of Fame up to now. Um, But when I saw that list, the only person on that list that I looked at and said, oh, he's getting in, was Big Poppy. Yeah. Nobody else stood out to me like, oh, they're getting in. Yeah, even though he has that he has that 2003 positive drug test that came up, the the positive steroid test that that's even questionable still even to this day. Right, it was questionable because Ortiz, Ortiz mm-hmm. has still denied it uh, to the to this day. And you know, I, I was reading something from one of the baseball writers who actually you know cast a vote for the Hall of Fame, and he said. It would be different when you're when you're comparing David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez. It's completely different when you take a look at the at, at the two players because Rodriguez, he was he was uh, involved in multiple different scandals, whereas Ortiz and there was a whole had, lot more evidence against uh, against Eroid because they had they had documented evidence against him from the doctors that supplied it. Yeah. And he was also in the Mitchell report too. So that's another right. another right. strike against him as well. Right. Um but like I said, I, I don't know if I don't know if our standards are are lowering to where it don't take as much to get in. Um because to me I guess my standards are pretty high to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, I was I was borderline on shilling um, whether he should even yeah. get in without how he acted. Um, I, you know, I don't know that I'd vote him in. Um, 
And and with the right. I mean I like Rollins. I like I like Joe Nathan was a great reliever. Um Lipscomb was good, but are they we're we're talking Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. You're going in there with Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. Um you're going in there with Bob Gibson, you're going there with Steve Carlton, Randy Johnson, Burt Blylevin. You're going in there with Ken Griffey Junior. Are you in that caliber? Joe Nathan, Tim Lincecum, Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard. I can tell you right now, I I would I would eliminate Fielder. I would eliminate Lincecum. Yeah. You know, Papelbon, I'm I'm kind of on the on the fence with because yeah, he was dominant as a closer, but. He also had some pretty horrible years too. So it's, I mean, of course I'm a little biased because of course he did, he did uh, lead the Red Sox to the 2007 well, World Series. Yeah, I am too, Steve. I am too, Steve. But I understand what he did after he left. He was yeah. so-so. He was okay, and then he made an ass out of himself the way he treated fans. And I'm like, does that deserve Hall of Fame? Yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan. I loved you when you were in, in Boston. You were freaking lights out when you came in. It was over, O-V-A, over. But when you went to Philly and you started being an ass to fans, I, I just don't think you're going to get my vote. Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, the only the only players that I could even see getting into the hall out of this lineup, Ortiz definitely. I honestly think Rollins is probably going to get in at some point. Howard, I'm not so sure about. To show I think Rollins has a good chance. Towards, I think Rollins has a I'm good chance. Kind of leaning towards no with Teixeira. Only because his numbers they kind of diminished once he went to New York. He wasn't putting up the same numbers that we saw him put up with the he Texas was, Rangers. He was he was overhyped when he left Texas. It was yeah. a big, big bidding battle between Boston and New York as to who was going to get him. He played it to where he got the maximum money from New York. And then he really didn't deliver. He had good yeah. seasons, but he wasn't—he wasn't what I'll guarantee you. He wasn't what New York expected him to be either. No, and Nathan, I'm kind of on the fence on as well. Uh, Rodriguez, I think the only way he gets in is if they make him sweat out the full ten years. Sort of like See, I'm, I'm I'm old school. I'm I'm just old school. I'm never I'm never voting for A Rod. I'm never voting for Clemens. I'm never voting for Bonds. I'm just not going to do it. Especially Bonds, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to me, to me, I will go to my grave uh, with Hank Aaron being the home run champion. 
Yeah, that's why so that you, asterisk so will that always remain. Aaron there. is more legit. Yeah, oh, hell, I know Aaron's more legit. Okay. <laughs> Heck yeah. I know. Yeah, a lot of people don't, there are some that don't agree. Oh, my God. And that, oh, to me, that's, there's no doubt about that. Aaron, I, I'm looking further down the line. Who else, who else was better than Bonds? I know Aaron was. Who else was better than Bonds? That's an argument. That's a good Martin argument. McGuire was pretty good. Yeah, but he cheated too. Yeah, McGuire. It was. It was. It was pretty obvious. McGuire was juicing. McGuire and Sosa both cheated. Raphael Palmero cheated. And Sosa. Mm-hmm. Not only did Sosa cheat, but he also had the corking fat as well. I mean, I, I I I just I don't have any I don't have any respect for A Rod. I don't have any respect for uh, Bonds. None. Period. Now, uh, Jim, since we're talking about about uh, former Yankees, partially, uh, the Red Sox. It seemed like hell must have frozen over this past week because the Red Sox made a deal with the New York Yankees, which was basically the Yankees saying, please, please, for, God, for God's sake, please take this salary off of our hands. We'll even throw in a prospect for you, and we'll even throw in some cash for you. Just please take Adam on yeah. off of our hands. And well, I mean, I mean, the Yankees did that because they, they wanted to – make these deals and get these two starting pitchers and still try to see they're kind of in the same boat, not as bad, but close to what the Red Sox are because believe it or not, everybody thinks of the Red Sox as being big spenders because they'll go out and sign a big player guy, but then they still try to stay under the luxury tax because it's not – Hal Steinbrenner anymore. It's his son, and everybody says his son is a penny pincher, and he don't want to be over the the luxury tax. So um, he needed to, they need to get rid of somebody. Red Sox needed a reliever. Um, he's not coming off a very good season. But he was injured, and his previous season before that, he was freaking lights out. Nobody could hit him. So it's the same story with the Red Sox. They're banking on pitchers returning to form. They're not going yeah. on. They're not going on what players did last season. They're going on what they think players can return to, what form they can return to from a year or two ago. So, and if if this guy can return to what he was, man, they picked up a stud. He could be a closer. Yeah. I, I mean, but yeah. if, if he can't I, return to it, it's a bust, you know, and the Yankees made a good deal. 
And this is uh, this has now gone final. The uh, L.A. Lakers have defeated the Boston Celtics, ninety-six, ninety-five. Thank God, is over. After uh, Kemba, Kemba got a pretty good look. He just just missed. But uh, the Lakers, it, it looked like it was going to be a dominant win at one point because the Lakers went on a huge run. But somehow Boston was able to to cut it close in the final the final two minutes. But that was a very, very clutch defense by the, uh, by the Lakers the past, the past 30 seconds here in this, uh, in this matchup. Uh, you know, what, uh, what you were saying, Jim, about, about the Yankees as well, you know, where, when it comes when it comes to their to their pitching, they did also. It kind of makes me think that the reason why they made this deal was because they also just acquired James and Tyon. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying that right from the Pittsburgh Pirates. So yeah, that's that's uh, somebody that yeah they got you know, they're, him they're that they and. Well, they got him, and they got another starter. I can't remember his name at all, but they picked up two starters this past week. And Tanaka signed back over in Japan. And Brian Cashman's statement was, well, we got two for the price of one. We were able to sign two starters, younger, for what he would have cost us. And, I mean, if you're looking at it business-wise, well, heck, yeah, that's what you're going to do. If I can get two young starters for what i got to pay one older starter, I'm going to put my money on these two younger starters. But I can't remember who the other guy was. It was – it was – it may have been another pirate. Did they get – the? I don't know who it was. The Yankees got somebody else. P.S. Grizzlies beat the Spurs by 17. Wow! And uh, I assume they have, do they have uh, do they have John Morant back? Yeah, yeah. I just watched him on an interview. Oh, okay. Yeah, he played tonight. Yeah, that that Steve that sort of makes a big difference. <laughs> well, clearly, yeah. But he, clearly, he he. he may, you know what, Jim? It was Darren O'Day that they agreed to a deal with. Uh, yeah, relief pitcher. Relief pitcher. But wait, they got another starter because Brian Cashman said we got two for the price of one. So he he got another starter from somewhere. James Let me go to MLB. Corey Kluber. Yeah, that was it. Kluber. He got Kluber. And the guy from the Pirates for what Tanaka was asking. He got two starters for what Tanaka was asking. And if you're, I mean, if you're in, I mean, it's a business. If you're in a business and you can get Corey Kluber and the kid from the Pirates for the same price, you can pay one guy, Tanaka, that's getting up in age, what are you going to do? Yeah. So wait a minute. It's you know, here. I'm, plus, I'm actually reading. I'm actually they reading said it, more. Plus they said it freed up money. Plus they said it freed up money because they're trying to 
they're trying to have enough money where they can keep by uh, Brett Gardner because yeah. he's been there forever. And if something happens where they run out of money, he's the odd man out. He's the one's going to have to go. So they're trying to keep him too. Yeah, I'm actually reading here. It says the Yankees tried to acquire both Joe Musgrove and James right. Ion in a package yeah, deal right. with the Pirates before Pittsburgh before Pittsburgh decided to trade Musgrove to the Padres. Right, right. So then they moved on to Corey Kluber, but also right. managed to pull in Tyon for the package of four prospects. Yeah, and they outbid the Red Sox on Kluber by about a million. Which doesn't which doesn't shock me at all. Uh right. Lou, Lou, what's the what's the reaction been in New York with the Yankees making making the moves that they have been you you got to think that obviously they see yeah. that that their World Series contending they're currently in you know their window for World Series contention. It kind of makes you think that maybe perhaps are they making these these moves because they kind of see that that window may be sort of closing. Yes, I think so too. And the Yankees did the unthinkable by trading with the Red Sox. You don't see that very often, do you? <laughs> no, the last the last deal that they made was the Red Sox sending Stephen Drew over to yeah. the Yankees in exchange for for some minor Kelly Johnson that never even made it up to the big leagues. Right. Now, wasn't that – I thought it was J.D. – was it Stephen Kelly Drew. Johnson for Drew? Yeah. Yeah, it was Kelly – Actually, yeah, that's right. It was Kelly Johnson. I thought I thought it was I thought it was a different name for some reason. As Kelly uh, Johnson, acquire... pretty pretty good yeah. hitting second baseman, but didn't do anything for Boston. And then Boston got rid of Johnson right away. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think I think the thing that's fixing to come up and kind of hurt New York is yeah. Um, Contracts with uh, players like Stanton, who's probably past his prime now, and basically should just be a DH. Um, Sanchez is probably should be a DH because he, he damn sure ain't a catcher. He can't catch. He has more pass balls. No. Um, got a good arm, but he can't catch a damn ball. Um Didi's gone, which upset the infield some. They brought DJ back, which, which that's a good move. That's a really good move. That's a good move for the Yankees. Yeah. DJ, is, he'll be solid, and he can play first, second. Um, and they actually got him at a discount too, considering. Yeah. And I'm not, forget, I'm not so sure Hicks is going to be that great. And there's a whole lot of tor- turmoil around. Frazier, we're going to keep him, we're going to trade him. And, you know, that's got to be messing with Frazier's mind. Like, do they want me here? What What's the deal with me here? I think, you know. Um, oh, he's still he's – I, I mean, you know, the Yankees, right they have some players. I mean, they're, they're talented, but they've got their own issues yeah. too. Yeah. 
Now, Jim, we have not just uh, not just the Super Bowl to look for to look forward to next week, but tomorrow night we have the Royal Rumble that's set to take place. Yeah, with uh, yeah. obviously uh, obviously leading up to the WWE's version of the Super Bowl being being WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble. And it's going to be different this year because this year, obviously, of course, you know, there's no fans in the town. Well, there's there on their virtual, basically, with how WWE has things set up. And from what it seems like, it sort of seems like the storylines that they're setting up for the Royal Rumble, because usually you can tell who's going to win the Royal Rumble just based off of the stories that they tell beforehand, like last year, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really much of a shock when Drew McIntyre ended up winning the Royal Rumble because uh, literally WWE flat out put it out there right from the get go that, you know, McIntyre was going to take that next step. And it seems like this year I find it kind of odd because I really don't think this person needs to take that next step. So far, they've been building up to what looks like a potential win by Daniel Bryan. Yeah, sort of. Um, but I do have a spoiler. I do have a spoiler for you guys tonight about the Royal Rumble. I know who the number 13 entrant for the uh, men's uh, side of the Royal Rumble is going to be. The number 13? The 13th entry, yeah, the 13th person uh, on the men's side. They're going to come out with a manager. It's going to be the evil Evan E., and his client is going to be Missy A.E. Evan, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evan, why didn't you tell him we're going to win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> For the shot value, obviously. <laughs> and Evan just heard that and he was like, do what? Where do I have to be tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah, Jim, I I remember. I remember Uh, we were talking earlier this week about potential people to look at for the Rumble, and obviously there there are things that have happened outside of wrestling that have now kind of maybe put a dent in things, as we know. There are certain stars that may potentially come in, like for you know for the women's Royal Rumble, they could bring in Trish Stratus. Not saying that she would win, but you know they could bring in her for an appearance, or they could bring in Brock Lesnar for the men's Rumble. The problem is, is that Canada has basically shut down their borders again, and. People aren't allowed to fly in or out of Canada now. So, does Brock live in Canada? He does. 
He has a. Uh, well, he has and a the other thing there. with Brock is the other thing with Brock is you don't really bring him in unless he's going to win, right? Yeah. So, um, and that and that goes to what I talked to you earlier about today with uh, Ronda Rousey. If they want to lose ratings, bring these people in and let them win in main event mania, and they ain't yeah. been around for a year or two. Fans don't like that. They don't like that. So um, I think you could probably disqualify Brock. Um, they're really teasing up Ronda, though. They're really teasing her up. Uh, yeah, not not just not just that, but they they've put her on the what's soon to be defunct WWE network. Uh that show, that gaming show or whatever that they have on the WWE network, she's apparently one of the focal points of that show. And the fact that they're still keeping her in WWE programming somewhat. I mean, obviously her contract is supposed to be up at uh, the I think it's the night before WrestleMania. Now, obviously, that may change if you know she ends up renegotiating a deal, a longer deal. But I mean, Ronda to Ronda to potentially win the Women's Royal Rumble has basically been out there since since she left. Actually, well. The only way they can do that is if they bring her back as a massive, massive, massive heel. Yeah, I because I, I honestly fans, think she works fans, better as a heel. Fans are not going to like it. They're going to be like, where the hell have you been? And why are you doing what you did the first time, taking over the women's division you ain't never been. This is what she did the first time. You ain't never been here, and they're handing you the title right off the bat, and now you're going to do it again? Really? Unfortunately, when it comes to Vince, I mean, it's it's fairly obvious at this point all he really cares about is money and what's going to actually bring in yeah. a buy rate. and. Mm-hmm. It, from from what they revealed is that uh, you know it's kind of sort sort of a similar thing, you know when you had Brock Lesnar go to the UFC and fight in the UFC, the UFC ended up seeing a buy a buy rate spike because of the fact that wrestling fans were now watching the were now watching uh, the UFC every single time that Brock would fight. Yes. If and I if I was booking this, if I was booking this, and I wanted to have Ronda win, what I would do, uh, if I had her win, I'd have her take on Sasha at Mania, and have Sasha beat her, and end it once and for all for Ronda, and really push Sasha over as a major major champ. I think it's about damn time that some, that that they finally do something with her. I'm actually shocked that she still even yeah. has the women's title right now. Yeah. I mean, we, I, don't we don't even know if Oscar will even have the belt by the time um, it's Mania. You know, that's 
debatable. Um, and you don't, you're not gonna, you're not gonna put Ronda, you're gonna put Ronda with Oscar. You're gonna put her with Sasha. If Ronda wins, she's yeah. gonna go after Sasha. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure too that, considering obviously Sasha Banks is on SmackDown, SmackDown's on Fox. Ronda Rousey already has that co, you know, that existing relationship with Fox from her time in the UFC. I'm pretty sure Fox would rather want, uh, you know, they would want their first uh, uh, first dibs at Rousey when I, if she does, if I, they decide to bring her back. I I am just hoping, I am just hoping that. It's a big tease, and WWE having to go through what they're going through with the COVID. You know they can't make the money off the the live events and the people that would come to the pay per views and stuff. They're all hurting for money. Well, you're not gonna fork out a bunch of damn money to Ronda Rousey. The ain't the, she ain't done shit in two years. So just tease her. And don't use her. That's what I would do. I wouldn't have her on the card. Uh, Jim, we know we know that the Rumble is usually known for big surprises, big shockers, right? Uh, shocking moments and stuff like that. There's been Eva Marie, that Eva been... Marie, Eva Marie. Oh Jesus! Please no! <laughs> yeah. Please no! I know they've been teasing Eva Marie for 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 months since supposedly she had signed a deal to return to the WWE, but that but it never happened. Um, right. I think I, I think you can expect her. I think you can expect her tomorrow night. Do you think we could potentially see a shocker like like say maybe Tessa Blanchard? No, I think she'll go AEW. I mean, her dad's her dad's in AEW. True. I for, I forgot I forgot Tully Blanchard's in a uh, affiliated with AEW, so that would that would make yeah. more sense actually. Yeah, I think you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get uh, Eva Marie. Um, Melina. If Edge is gonna fight. If Edge is gonna fight, you may get Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Oh yeah. I. I think that uh, considering she's been a permanent staple in recent years, I think it's a no doubter that we're going to get Beth Phoenix for for the Rumble. Uh, I think one. I'll, give, I'll give you one more of my picks. I'll give you one more of my picks to show up. Um, oh God, what was her name? <laughs> I gotta remember her name. Eve. Oh, Eve. Eve Torres. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah Eve. Yeah. I, think, I think Eve will be there. And she's been she's been busy. Obviously, she's married to what uh, she's married into the Gracie family of uh, of MMA history. So and she's, she's in she's in the, very good shape. So she could do it. Well, she's actually she's actually one of the trainers at the JC uh, at the Gracie Jiu Jitsu Academy that they yeah have, that she, they have set she up. could so, do it she could she could pull it off without any problem. So 
So that's that are those are sort of the people I'm looking on the guy side. I mean, go if if you can find a place, if you can find a, a, a casino or a gambling resort, whatever that takes bets on stuff like this. Go bet your damn house on Seth Rollins showing up tomorrow. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I I I think probably my biggest fear is that McIntyre is going to lose to or no Macin either McIntyre whoever loses the the WWE Championship match whether it's McIntyre or whether it's Goldberg, the loser is going to go into the Rumble and win the Rumble. Which, either if it's McIntyre, we get a second straight year of McIntyre winning the Rumble. If it's Goldberg, good God, I don't, I don't even... Nah, I, I, I think, I Gold, think, I think I Goldberg could... is just a big distraction. I don't think he's going to walk out with anything. I really don't. Um, I think they know he's done. They're, they're, this is probably, you know, when you get down to the end of it... Um, in these careers, and you know, okay, we can get one more night out of them, one more night. I think this is Goldberg's one more night that they can get out of him, and this is it. That's one, huh? So he's not going to walk away with anything. Well, yeah, because uh, he is actually – they signed him. He said that – He's signed to basically make two to basically wrestle two matches per year, basically the Undertaker uh, contract. Yeah, is what I is yeah. what I call it. Yeah, and yeah. he's and you, already you, wrestled you're not, previously. You, they're not they're not going to give you the belt. They're not going to they're not going to no. give you the belt on that kind of a deal. They didn't give the belt to Undertaker on that type of deal. You think they're going to give it to Goldberg? No, but then again, we've seen things happen before where we've said there's no shot in hell that the, that they ever do this, and then I mean, I mean, Brock Brock had a sweet deal, but he wrestled way more than twice a year. He wrestled at least eight, eight ten times, and he's in much better shape too. Yeah, so no. Goldberg's not coming out of this with anything. He's not coming. The only the only titles that are going to change hands are the women's tag team titles, which would then free up Charlotte to take the uh, to take the Raw Women's belt from from Oscar, which you know right. that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. the other the other title holders, uh, Sasha's going to retain. Um, Drew's going to retain. Roman's going to retain. They'll make Owens look really, really, really good because he should. They deserve that to him. Um, the only titles that are that will change hands will be those women's tag titles. The question is, who's going to win them? You know. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's going to be because well, the reason why I kind of think that Oscar and Charlotte are gonna are gonna at least retain against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler is that they they seemingly have been setting up Jax and Baszler to turn on each other 
ever since. Well, yeah, I mean, they're really, really stringing that along, really. And it may culminate in the Rumble. Yeah, it was ever since they got partnered up to begin with that they've been, you know, they've been. Yeah, see, WWE, they they don't have to go pay Rousey that money. They've got Baszler. Yeah, Baszler exactly. fills that spot. She's a Baszler legitimate freaking badass like Rousey was. They don't have to have Rousey. They got Baszler. And I honestly think they've misused Baszler ever since they brought her up from NXT because she was a dominant force down in NXT. And yeah. it, it just seems like when, when she was brought up, they had her have such such an impressive performance in the in the women's Royal Rumble, only to be eliminated last. And then, it, you know, the the push that that she seemingly was in line to get, it's all of a sudden Vince overnight decided, fuck it, let's just go with somebody else. Let's. I think she challenged. Maybe it was Becky Lynch at the time, uh, or Becky Two Belts, as she was known as. Uh, you know, they pretty much decided. Yeah. Well, shit, we gotta keep we gotta keep uh, all of our Irish fans happy because Becky currently holds the, the belt, so we can't we can't put the title on Baszler. It it just seems like Baszler. I mean, yeah, she has she she's held the women's tag team titles, but it's been a lot of wasted talent. So far, you know, here, here's the thing about Baszler. Baszler. Here, here's the thing about Baszler. The way they made her look, fans do not like her. They don't like her. Yeah. Um. But if you look behind the scenes, business-wise, Baszler's done everything they've asked her to do, and hasn't pushed it to where she's back there saying like. Come on, guys. I deserve this and this and this. Baszler's been a total team player to what yeah. they wanted her to do. And it's not her fault that she's been booked wrong. So, I, it, I mean, it's my opinion, but I think in this whole thing, Baszler's been a total team player for WWE. Oh, definitely. Especially when she's working, especially when she's working with somebody uh, who's as reckless as uh, Nia Jax is. I mean, yeah, name, yeah. Name, I mean, you, one, you look at look at Baszler, look at Nia when they go to the ring. If you're if you're Baszler, and you know your background, and you can whoop anybody's ass in the building, <laughs> legitimately, yeah. you know, yeah. legitimately whoop anybody's ass in the building. And you got me teaming up with this girl right here that can't even pull her load, and she's hurting people. If you're Baszler, you're thinking like, "Why are y'all doing me like this?" You know? Yeah, and, and you know, there, there probably is a lot of people. There, there probably are a lot of people that may not know this, but Baszler, she she did used to used to fight professionally. You know, she was an MMA fighter. She fought. She's fought. Yeah, she was badass. 
So, and, and she she actually said during the Ultimate Fighter, when she was on the Ultimate Fighter, before she ended up leaving for wrestling, she said that the the one thing she's wanted to do her entire her entire life is eventually become a professional wrestler. And yeah. I think that that her transition from MMA over to yeah. wrestling. You know, there's been a, there. She did have her skeptics at, at one point to where, oh well, she you know she's just an MMA fighter. You know, MMA fighters can't can't do wrestling. And so far, the way they the way that they that they had booked her down in NXT, I mean, she was a dominant force. Like that, you there's no way you could see her yeah. being a face ever. In her career, because it just right. wouldn't work. But no, yeah. just, see, that's a, that's the thing. So that's the thing cool. with me with her. It's not that I'm a fan. It's not like I'm a really, you know, like I'm a big fan of her. I just respect the hell out of her because she's really, really good, and they're really, really misusing her. Yeah, it's it's sort of like, and I, I hate to draw comparisons here, but it's it's kind of like what they did with Brody Lee, uh, God rest his soul, when he was Luke Harper in uh, in the WWE and part of the the Wyatt family and whatnot. Okay, they split him from the Wyatt family, and then he was going to become a singles competitor. You know, he won the Intercontinental title. And then after that, he just basically, they pretty much wasted him after that, after he lost the Intercontinental Championship, even though he had the talent to probably be one of their better big men if they had just used him correctly. And that's why he was yeah. leaving to go to AEW. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and they won't ever admit it. You're never going to hear anybody from WWE come out and say, oh, we misused somebody or we shouldn't have done that or we should have went in this direction. But it happens. It's a business. Businesses make mistakes. They're not always right. They make mistakes. And WWE makes a lot of mistakes. Lucky for them, lucky for them they have such a good – loyal uh, fan base, they can get by with it. But they do make mistakes. Yeah, you know, I read today uh, it was a it was an interview with ODB from from Impact Wrestling. Well, I don't know if she's at, if she's still with Impact Wrestling or not, but uh, she's most known for her for her years with Impact Wrestling. She before she went to Impact she was in OVW back when WWE was still affiliated with OVW and Triple H actually encouraged her to go to Impact Wrestling because originally she wanted to stay at OVW but she told me she's like you know I just got, I just got this offer from from TNA at the time they were called TNA and he told her flat out this was before he even became you know as as big as big of a part of the company as he is now in terms of the uh, the business side of things, he told her, 
you know, go for it because they got they they have absolutely nothing for you down here in OVW. And and that was good advice because she yeah. flourished uh, in Impact. She became a star there. Yeah, I guarantee you, you wouldn't have seen. You wouldn't have seen her do the same things in the w- had she stayed with the WWE because she probably would have oh, she probably no. would have never even reached the main roster. Oh heck no, heck no! I, one of the one of the Miss Boats I always wondered why WWE didn't do. Why didn't they ever sign the beautiful people? They were so over. I mean. uh Angelina and Velvet, they were so over. And they could have signed them both, and they wouldn't do it. I don't know what the deal was with WWE. Um, but, you know, I, you know, business is business. So, Well, they actually... And, if so down the road, what do they come up with? They come up with the Iconics. And if you don't think that was copying the beautiful people, oh, you're crazy. No, it was definitely, it was definitely a, a direct copy. Uh, just from just from their mannerisms alone, it was a direct copy of the beautiful people. Yeah. The only thing that they didn't do was they didn't do the uh, the the paper bags over their over uh, their opponents' heads. Yeah, after they, uh, that was, after yeah, that was they a went. direct copy of the beautiful people. Why didn't they just sign the beautiful people? I have no idea, but you know, Jim, I'm actually I, I've been looking this up while we've been talking here, and WWE at one point actually had Angelina Love. They yeah, had they her. did. They That's never right. signed Velvet. But they had Angelina. Yeah, but they, they never her, signed uh, Velvet. From 2004 to 2007, she was in Deep South Wrestling and also OVW once Deep South shut down. Yep, and they and never they never did anything with her, and they never signed Velvet. Yeah, and instead instead of uh, when they brought up Serena Deeb to uh, eventually be CM Punk's sidekick, you know, with the bald head and everything, right? Uh, they kept her under contract and released Angelina Love in 2007. Now granted, she didn't come up she didn't come up to the main roster until about like I think it was 3 or 4 years later after that or something, but uh from my understanding, my understanding here is they kept Serena Deeb and got rid of Angelina Love after Angelina Love uh wrestled her why, why why do you I mean I'm not I'm not knocking him for signing Angelina because she's good. But why do you sign her and not do nothing with her when you could have signed right. her and Velvet together and packaged them together like they were used to being with their own gimmick Maybe you rename them. You know that's what WWE does. Maybe they're not the beautiful, beautiful people no more. Maybe they're the the uh, babelicious or whatever. Um, but 
They could have been utilized. I don't understand why you don't sign them both. Jim, they could have been utilized pretty well during the ruthless aggression era, even though even though the ruthless aggression era wasn't really the attitude era, you know, it was still it was still PG thirteen enough to where the beautiful people could have been utilized in quite in quite the fashion, sort of like what they did with uh, with Tori Wilson and. Don Marie at one point back in 2002 right. where they had them involved right. in some risque stuff. Tori Wilson, Don Marie, okay, we know what they did, but you've got Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, the beautiful people. Yeah. If you're, if, Steve, if, if you're my, if you're my assistant and you walk into my office and say, all right, we've got an option here to sign one of these pairs. You want to sign this pair? You want to sign this pair? I'm taking the beautiful people because oh, it's, a ta- pair. Ta- it's a pair. It's a pair. I'm taking the beautiful people as well. Yeah, but I'm but I'm also saying, can we maybe sign Tori Wilson on the side, perhaps? <laughs> you just you saw Tori Wilson in Playboy. That's why you're saying that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, Tori, Tori, I like Tori too. Tori's forget forget those photos. Tori's Tori's a good worker and she's a good girl. She's and hey, she may show up tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. That's another one. Uh, another one sure. I was thinking of too for the women's rumble would be Melina because they brought her in for the uh, for the Legends Night that that they did and originally originally she was going to be brought in to wrestle I, I forget who she was going to be involved with but she was supposed to come in and serve as sort of the type of role that MVP is currently doing where occasionally she would wrestle uh, okay on a, uh, All right. you just, on an appearance. Yeah. just you, you just you just started my uh, creative juices flowing with Melina, and I'll tell you what I'd do with her. I would bring her in, yeah. and I'd put her with Ms. and Morrison. Bingo. Because she already has she already has uh, the former relationship with uh, with Morrison, real life relationship. Right. Put her. Put her. Yeah. Put her with. You got the triple M, Ms. Morrison, Melina. Put her with them. All right. Hell, they could, you can uh, send my check to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell, you know. WWE I thought, hey, hey her, uh... don't get me wrong. I think that would really work. I think Melina behind Miz and Morrison, that would push them even more. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, especially with what they have currently going with the with the money in the bank briefcase right now. Uh, you know, this is another thing too with Kofi King. I think Kofi is is out with an injury right now. That means. Oh my God, we're not going to get another fantastic escape tomorrow. From no, that'll, him? Be, that'll be reserved. Yeah. That'll be reserved for John Morrison. After he got eliminated <laughs> in the second game last year. 
Okay. Out of I mean, seriously, he got eliminated nine seconds into the Rumble last year, and I, the first thing I thought was, why the hell did you even bring him back if you're just going to, you know, if you're just going to waste him and have him pretty much be a jobber? It's like, did you forget what, what, you, uh, what you did with him when he was an active wrestler for all those years before he, before he left and, you know, went to the independents? <laughs> uh, we'll get right back on this But just a quick little note About that NFL trade The Rams And the Lions They do play each other next season Oh boy <laughs> Oh boy You'll deal with this story tonight Okay <laughs> Oh boy Steve, Steve, I got I got two questions for you. I mean, I mean, I I try to keep up with wrestling as best I can, and you know how I'm hampered in my household. I, I get sabotaged. Yeah. I set recordings yeah. and stuff, and my wife and my kids they go mess with them and delete them, and I don't get to see stuff. You know, you you know what I go through. But I've got a yep. couple of female questions on wrestling that I want to I want to ask you about and find okay. out what the heck's going on. The first one is why the hell are so many people harassing Alexa Bliss online? Oh my God! You know I I I still can't comprehend what's what's going on with her uh i think it's because of the fact that she is engaged to ryan cabrera who you know is uh, used to be a famous singer and whatnot and uh that i guess apparently uh ryan cabrera is actually already married supposedly and that Alexa is, and that he's essentially cheating with Alexa Bliss on his current wife. That is that is not known to the world apparently. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know this is all this is all a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of bullshit that's being uh, brought up by uh, by fans to the point of where uh, she even has a stalker now. Yeah, see, I've read all that, and I've read it's getting down to the point where Alexa Bliss is contemplating just shutting down her social media because she's sick of it. Yeah, and apparently, uh, Ryan, uh, people are people are accusing Ryan Cabrera of forcing Alexa to marry her, and uh, b- by threatening both her and her family as well. And to well, me, how, it just, it just how is it? How is it going? How is it going with his social media? Is he being harassed like Alexa is? I haven't. I haven't uh, paid attention to his social media, but uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can tell you. Um, I mean, I mean, it's no secret. I'm, I'm an I'm a Alexa Bliss fan. I have been since she came into the WWE. I knew of her before she came into the WG. I've always thought she's a great worker. 
She's great on the mic. And in my opinion, right now, with what's going on in WWE, she has the best female character and gimmick right now in the WWE with going back and forth with, you know, with with the uh, thing with, with the theme, uh, basically. Yeah, yeah, with the thing. I mean, I mean that that's the best female gimmick that's going to me. Yeah. You know, that's that way. That's what you want to watch. You want to see Charlotte fighting. Uh, what's her name? The the Marine. Lacey. Uh, with yeah, the, uh, with you don't see her and Lacey. You don't want to see Bailey. You want to see. I mean, yeah, a lot of people want to see Sasha, but what they want to see is what the hell is going to happen with Alexa this week. You know, what is going to happen? Is she going to be this character, that character? What's going to happen? She's going to throw a fireball? What the hell is she going to do? She's the hottest character in the company right now. And it's like these these freaking people won't leave her alone online. Yeah, so I've got got an update, actually, on... uh, the whole Ryan Cabrera, Alexa Bliss situation, it kind of sounds uh-huh. like that this is basically an obsessed fan because I'm reading some of his tweets that he is posting on both hers and Ryan's uh, Twitter accounts. And this newest one, which was about 16 days ago, specifically on, on Ryan Cabrera's account, he goes, if anyone is a fan of Ryan Cabrera, I encourage you, and keep in mind he apparently doesn't know how to spell because he spells encourage, I-N space, C-O-U-R-G-E. Uh, I encourage you to stop following Ryan. He is a liar, and he is married three times. He has three wives, and he has been lying to Lexi, who her real oh name is God. Lexi Kaufman. This whole time, and that is her name. Her her that is her name. And he is using her for for her money, even though he has lots of money of his own. I'm sorry, but Ryan trust me, he's been trust, I, trust he me, Lexi, Lexi makes good money with WWE, but he's got more. He don't need her money. Yeah, so it, I mean, this is the this is the same person that uh, not only is he posting on on Ryan Cabrera's tweets, but he's also posting on Alexa Bliss's tweets. So it kind of seems like this is just yeah. uh, basically a stalker that you know, you know how they like to uh, how how they like to use the term Stan, which is based off yeah. of that Eminem song where he where he's yeah. obsessed fan of Eminem. Which one? Uh, this is basically an obsessed Stan who think, who probably thinks that he's going to get married to Alexa Bliss one day. Yeah. That's basically well, what this is. Well, Steve, Steve, you know, I mean, you know, you you know my history I mean, from us being yep. so close for so long. I've been through this crap with with people like that. It's no fun. It's not. And you tell yourself, just ignore it. You know, it's okay. But it's hard to ignore. It's really hard to ignore. You want to say something. You want to do something. It's just hard to let it go. 
And in most cases, it's very, very unfair to the person it's happening to because 95% of the time, what these people are doing is false. And all this is... He, he, what he's basically trying to do is he's basically trying to he he and he's doing an awful job of it. Uh, he's trying to basically ruin uh, the relationship and you know essentially uh, the, he's essentially in the wrestling news right now because of this. Yeah. Well. To where it's being so noted. he's made everyone know he's an asshole, basically. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was my. I told you I had two questions. My second question yep. is about another female um, employee of the WWE. It's about Paige. This one's about Paige. Mm. Why the hell are people busting Paige? For supposedly work she's had done to make herself look better, um, I mean, that's what everybody's saying. Oh, you had this done, this done, this done, this done, and I don't understand it because the page that I see... The pages that I see right now, I saw on my TV tonight, she's a beautiful young lady. Why the hell are they messing with her like that? Yeah, I don't know what the whole whole situation with Paige is. You know, I think that's probably more of something that has to do with you know, with the with the fact that obviously, with her uh, no longer wrestling, you know, she's been more involved with with Twitch and stuff like that, to the point of where you know she's had so much fan interaction, uh, and you know there are there is some occasions and whatnot where she doesn't wear makeup or something like that. I think that people are just are just getting on her because, oh, because, you know, because she hasn't been in the spotlight for so long uh, that not, uh, ever since she stopped wrestling because she was forced to, that, you know, she she doesn't look like she used to look, essentially. No, well, I, I, I know a little information about that. Um she has she has had some things done. She yes. Um she I mean she's she's had some things done. Um I I could post side by side pictures of when she came into the WWE and what she looked like tonight and there's a there's a difference. But I don't have I don't have a problem with that if a if a female wants to do that. And in all honesty, um, she's a freaking babe now. She looks really good. Yeah. So why are people wanting to knock her? 
she probably feels really good about herself now and really confident about herself. And they just want to knock her um, when probably 80, 90% of the population, if you had the opportunity to make yourself look better, you would probably do it. Why not? I mean, I think she looks great right now. You know, I'll never, I'll never be able to, to understand, you know, the, the mentality of some of the, of some of the trolls that, uh, you know, that have trolled Paige because, you know, this isn't the first time that she's had to deal uh, with, with the WWE or not with the WWE, but with, uh, you know, with, with fans and certain controversies, like, uh, the whole thing that happened with Twitch, uh, there was that, yeah. there was that whole thing. Uh, she also had to deal with, uh, with individuals, with an individual who tried to sell her home address, uh, online because she, she's had her, her, uh, fair share of stalkers as well. To the point of where people believe people believed that she shouldn't be with her uh, with her current boyfriend, who is uh, uh, Ronnie Radke, who I believe was I forget if he's a guitarist or whatnot, but he's he's part of yeah of uh, of some of some band, right, right. And it, it, it's it's I honestly think it, it's it's sort of the same thing that Alexa Bliss is going through, but it's more of, you know, trying to put down somebody because they even, they even made fun of her when yeah. she looked, she looked big at one point and, you know, before, before she even, uh, before she even came to the WWE, you know, back when she was wrestling with her, uh, with her mother at the age of, uh, she actually re- started wrestling at the age of, I think it was 14. Uh, over, right over in the UK, right. And it, you know, this isn't the first time that she that she's had to deal with uh, people talking about her looks because, actually, you know, when when she was still technically an active competitor in the WWE, I remember people talking about how big she looked at one point compared to when she. Uh, you know, when compared to her her WWE debut when she first ended up winning the Divas Championship and whatnot, uh, but you know, back when she was managing what's now the Riot Squad, uh, obviously without Sarah yeah. Logan now, but back when she when she introduced the Riot Squad, you know, people started commenting about how you know she looked like she had put on some weight. And stuff like that, and you know, this has been like an ongoing thing with her. Well, when it comes to her, when it comes to her looks, when when she first came in the WWE, she was a hell of a talent in the ring, as far as wrestling in the ring. She was great. She was good. Um, somehow she didn't get over. Um. 
she had to deal with that, and then she runs she runs into the all that bullshit with Al, Alberto. Um, yeah, as well as he as tried well to beat as, the uh, hell out of her. I mean, and as, then a lot of people as, want to blame her because they're like, "Oh, well, that's Paige. She probably asked for it." No, bull, freaking shit, she didn't. That's Alberto. Also, that's how he is. Um, and, and also, if if you remember as well, in March of 2017, uh, she had her sex tapes featuring her yeah. former boyfriend and WWE star Brad Maddox, as well as Xavier Woods, that got leaked online. Yeah, uh, she said right. that. She I mean, I mean, the girl, the girl went through. That's and Steve. That kind of gets back to my point. The girl's gone through a bunch of shit. She really yeah. has. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's and she and she's doing what like, she feels is good for herself and better for herself. And I mean, I you know I watched her on Fox tonight. I thought she looked like dynamite. I mean, that's the best I've ever seen her look. And it's like, God, I wish you were physically able to compete again because I'd love to see you in the ring again. Um, and I just, I, I just wish fans would leave people like her and Alexa. I wish they just leave them alone and stop trolling them and bitching at them like they do. Yeah, and it, and it was like, uh, you know, after those sex tapes came out and the nude photos and everything, uh, you know. She was then labeled by fans as a slut and shit like that. And also it says here that she she revealed, uh, I believe it was on a uh, on a on one of her Twitch streams that she stu- she suffered from stress induced anorexia and also considered suicide due to those tapes being leaked. I don't doubt it and and I wonder if she ever found out who leaked them. I don't know. I think that I think uh, that may have been, well, you know the the whole the whole thing that ha- the whole controversy that happened when multiple celebrity uh, females had their uh, had their nudes leaked all at the same time because of a uh, mm. because of well, a, either, uh, either of she a got hacked, of, either she got hacked or it was Brad Maddox because. If it was Xavier, WWE would have found out and canned him. So yeah, either yeah. Either, either they got hacked, one of them got hacked, because all three of them had it. She could have got hacked, Brad could have got hacked, Xavier could have got hacked. One of them got hacked. Oh, no, Probably Xavier, because he's more involved online with a whole lot more other people. Um but yeah, no, they definitely they definitely if, got if it didn't get if it didn't get hacked and got leaked, it was probably Brad. Yeah, because he was still he was still pissed off at the fact that uh that WWE had cut ties with him. Right, right. But so. uh my understanding my understanding is it was she was just one of the she was one of the people that uh that was involved that was that had her photos leaked along with all those other female celebrities at the same time so 
I, it kind of makes me think it wasn't Brad Maddox because literally the leaks came out at around the same time as other uh, celebrities had theirs because of a, uh, of a massive security breach uh, in Apple. Yeah. Just, just makes it weird if you're looking if, – if, I mean, if that's me and you, Steve, and we're like, okay, let's go figure out how to hack into celebrity accounts and see if we can find some nude pictures or videos or stuff, who the fuck's going to think a page from WWE? Honestly, that would, she probably wouldn't have come to my mind at all. Right, right. Actually, You're not going to no, think of no, WWE no, at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it could have happened like that. Um, I don't know. But, you know, who did Brad transfer it to? Who did he show off to? Who did Xavier show it to? Hell, who did Paige show it to? Who did they share it with? They could have got hacked. Maybe Possibly, maybe yeah. somebody shared it with Miz, and Miz got hacked. And they know him more from uh, his USA show, you know. I mean, that's how it goes. It spreads around like that, you know. Maybe it wound up yeah. going back to The Rock, and, the, and somebody said, Hey, Rock, aren't you doing a project with this girl? Ain't you doing a movie? Ain't you doing a movie? Talking about her life. Look at this. And somebody hacked a rock. All right, that that's probably it's probably one of the things that we'll ne- that we'll never know because yeah. Of, well, I think it's unfortunate. Um, I think she was a great talent when she first entered WWE. I was like, I told Chris, I said. This girl right here, she is going to be something else. He's like, ah, I never heard of her, Dad. And I said, just watch her. She won a damn title that night when she first showed up. Yeah. He's like, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, why they, you know? that's why they took the title off of who was, who was uh, probably, their, uh, probably their most popular female superstar at the time in A.J. Lee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still remember that night. We, you know, him and I, we were watching that match together, and and I was because he didn't know the backgrounds as much as I did, and I knew who she was. And I'm like, man, I've been waiting to see her. I've been waiting to see her in W. She's gonna be good, man. You got to watch this, watch this. And he's like, oh, oh no, it's AJ. She go away. I'm like, no, watch, watch this girl, watch this girl. And she wins, and he's like, damn, (laughs) what's going on here? (laughs) How does she come in this quick and and beat AJ like that? (laughs) She was actually actually pretty big down in – she was actually the first NXT women's champion. Yeah, back then, NXT wasn't was, as big as it is now. Yeah. It, back then, they were literally just turning NXT from that stupid competition show uh, into right. 
an actual, you know, an actual legitimate brand. So, right, right. So, I was really, really high on her, and Chris was like, "Who the hell is it?" <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's then just she walks in and does what talk. she does. He looks at me like. Damn, my daddy knows. <laughs> it just, it just, it absolutely sucks that she had to, uh, she had to get injured. I think she was facing Sasha at the time, where she ended up, she ended up like blacking out or something uh, at a house show that they were doing at the time, and it really screwed her up to the point of where. Uh, you know they ended up they ended up stopping the match. She took a kick to the neck from Sasha Banks, and it, it was described as an impact injury, which would keep her from appearing. She was supposed to be competing at the Royal Rumble at that point, and basically after that, she you know she was a manager for a little bit, and then. Yeah, uh, she had to make the announcement. I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't really, I didn't really like her in that role. I didn't think that fit her. Um, I don't know. It just did, to me, it just didn't work. You know. Um, yeah. I know. I know. The, as far as the company goes, they're like, okay, we're we're paying her, so we need to put her out there doing something. But it, just, I don't know. It just didn't work. It just didn't work. All right, we have about four minutes left uh, on tonight's show before Blog Talk ends up cutting us off. Uh, right. I believe. Yeah, and just just to, be- just to reiterate on that about the whole page thing. Um, for wh- whoever's listening, or who whoever's going to tune in or click and listen this week, um. The people that have been knocking Paige about having uh, work done, I was thinking, I uh, whatever it is, whatever work she supposedly had done, go back and look, go go to Google and look at pictures of her two or three years ago, and go look at a picture of her tonight on. Uh, Fox Sports One. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you can knock the girl. She looks great. She looks fantastic. She looks better than ever. So, um, get off her ass. Get off Alexa Bliss's ass. Leave them alone. They're just doing their jobs. You know, have a little respect. You know, if you're into it that much, back the hell off and understand it's entertainment and leave them the hell alone. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's really come down to the point here where, you know, fan interaction. I mean, you know, the, the whole Twitch thing has 
allowed them to interact with fans, but it kind of seems like things are starting to go very overboard now to the point of where, you know, you're creating, they're creating more opportunity now for, for people, for them to interact with people who have stalkerish like tendencies. I mean, you're, you're seeing the whole thing with Alexa bliss. Uh, you now, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, one fan tried to, he apparently found where Paige lives and tried to sell off her, her, uh, you know, her home address, apparently, you know, it, it, shit like this just has to stop. Right. But anyways, uh, that's it for, uh, for the show tonight. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, for for joining us, thank you to Evan, uh, Kyle, Lou, Teresa, uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, we will be back next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/MissyAE to discuss more sports. And who knows what's going to happen this week after after everything that we've discussed tonight. Who knows? There could be more breaking news coming out within the next couple of days. So, uh, for those that haven't yet, go to uh, go to Facebook and join us at Sports Whispers if uh, if you want to discuss sports with a whole bunch of uh, of other fans like yourselves. Uh, feel free to do so. Uh, so yeah, that's it, and we will see you guys next Saturday night.